I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Intruders! Sound the alarm! Isn't that the lie? Hey everybody, welcome back to CORE. This is CORE for Monday, July 31st, 2023. Yeah, that's right. We're recording on a Monday. I was out of town. I was at a family reunion and uh, we couldn't record on Thursday. Also, we kind of were thinking John was going to be out of town too, but then that changed. Uh, long and the short of it is, you're getting two cores this week. You're getting one today, and you're getting one Thursday. All right? Be ready for that. Be be open to it. Okay? Because it's new. It's a new feeling you're going to have when you have that much core laid at your doorstep. But we're happy to be back and talking to you guys. I wanted to mention real quick that uh, I took the Ambernick on this little trip. Uh, you know, the little portable, uh, little gamey unit there. And now everybody in my extended and immediate and close family wants an Ambernick device. They all want one, and they're gonna have to hell yeah. They're gonna have to get them on their own because I I ain't buying them all for those. But but they all thought, what? How many games are on there? What? I can't believe it. Does it have this game? Yes, it does. No way. I played that when I was a kid. I want to play that again. There's this whole like kind of mini freak out over over what is possible in 2023 when it comes to retro games, and they were all flipping. Flipping out. Also, I think when I handed it off to somebody and they played with it a little bit and gave it back to me, oh, and I was going to bring it down. But if I shake it, I can hear a little tiny piece of something rattling around in there. Oh, oh man. I know. You know what, Scott? This is why you're a better person than me. Well, what would but you do? also why I'm a more correct person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't share with people. Yeah, I know. And people go, well, John, you're just such a curmudgeon. Like, share your stuff. Like, it's the nice thing to do. Let people touch your your things. Yeah, yeah. No, because well, now you have a rattly Ambernick. Yep. That's what you got for sharing your your stuff to the world. I learned this lesson very early. Anytime I gave something to anybody, it came back broken or didn't come back at all. Hey. And I went, I learned that lesson very quickly. Like, oh, turns out hey. if you care about your stuff. Don't give it to other people for any period of time. Hey, John, John, yeah. I just noticed uh, I see a shockwave toy on your desk. Mm-hmm. What? Can I borrow it? Where is no. it? No. <laughs> can, can you mail it to me for a few weeks right there, so I right can play there. with it? Oh, yeah. You talked about this. That's awesome. Show That's, and tell. Show and tell. Show it again. We talked about it last time. Look got at a this. little shockwave here. Yeah. Put them together. Let's see him do his oh, thing. Let's see. 
Does he turn into a uh, doing his thing? Wait, is that? I don't think he's a transformer. Oh, he doesn't transform, does he? Because he's shockwave. Shockwave doesn't transform. Uh, he he turns into a a ship. Oh, let me see if I can do it. This one isn't an instant transform. Now I gotta actually remember. Oh, this is a normal. This is old school. Yeah. Okay. All right, his legs turn in, kind of like yeah, mine do. His legs turn in. This yeah. turns up here, I think, yeah. like this. For listeners at home, John is very that, dutifully putting this together. Yeah, we're we're figuring it out. Uh, these little wings come out. He does that. Uh, then, like all good transformers, I think he just sort of put his hands up. Yeah. Up, like up. Yeah, just do that. Yeah. And then these fold down. Yeah. Maybe like that. That. That sure that makes sense. Sure, yep. Uh, his chest comes down. <laughs> so much quicker in the cartoons, but it's uh, you know it's fine. It's uh, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, do, we, do, we, do we need to check there. in with you he's, in a little bit? He, he's basically a ship. Oh, okay, like a little uh, <laughs> speeder. He's close enough. He's a close enough. Oh, he, yeah, he's got the gun appearance though. Yeah, does he? Yeah, I like that. Kind of, but yeah, nicely done. Yeah, don't give that to we're, Bo. We're, It'll come back we're broke. Call him, we're gonna call it good enough. It's yeah. good enough of a can ship. I, yep. Can I borrow it? He's a go-bot. Can, I, can you uh, mail it to me for a few weeks? No, absolutely not. Yeah. It bugs me when my son gets it, and he's the one who I made the excuse that I got it for. <laughs> but he lives in my room. This is my ship. I bet you, you, has your son have Sylvanas privileges yet? No. Whoa. He can't, re- he can't reach her. Yeah. He, he's uh-huh. actually really good about the stuff back there. He won't touch that stuff. But yeah. it's like, to him... I made it clear that that stuff couldn't be touched, which in his mind means everything else can. Right. So he comes in and it's like, okay, well, I won't touch that stuff. But anything on your desk is now fair game. All right. Theater of the mind for those listening only. John's got figure prints, uh, Boba Fett helmet. There's Genji. Uh, there's uh, other Boba Fett helmets, some there's Star Wars Tracer. There's a... Yeah. Laura Kinney Wolverine. There's Johanna. Nerd stuff. We have nerd stuff. Nerd, back there's there. nerd stuff in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's good. He can't reach it yet. Uh, anyway, it was a fun time. And if they all want to get Amber next, I told them all where to go. And, so did um, you lend yours out to people? I let people just mess with it for a minute and decide if it was cool or not. But then when this thing now started rattling, I realized, I think I know what it is. Because it's not, none of the buttons are bad. Everything's fine. I think it's like inside, you know, you have a little molding plastic that was maybe just hanging on by a by nothing mm. and then shook loose. I think that's all. It sounds like plastic. So I got to think I'm going to open it. It only has like four screws. It's easy. I'm going to open it. Just see what's in there. See what's rattling around. Think long and hard about John's policy. Try to decide if it's, that should be. It's an, and it's an adorable little piece because people are more and more habituated to handhelds just because of phones and stuff. Yeah. I find people who aren't even interested in gaming per se just like the cute little. Yeah shape and design yeah they love it a classic they're like that is so old school that's so rad oh my gosh that screen's big and bright and you know they're just losing it and rightly so but i just was like oh what is rattling in here now i was really annoyed by that but it's all good now everybody i didn't fall into the lake yeah no it did not i didn't take it on the boat so uh Hmm. we we spared ourselves that trouble uh but it's good to be back it's good to be talking video games again and we're going to do that now you were almost a jill sandwich um let's talk about our top topic final fantasy 14 fan fest happened this is the thing john was going to go to but um medical reasons would have other ideas you basically got an ear infection yeah like a bad one like so bad the doctor couldn't see in his ear that's how bad we learned this so bad they couldn't fully diagnose it because they couldn't even check it that's right 
Um, so you 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 missed out on that, which is unfortunate. Uh, it sounds like our our good pals over there at Grinding Gears had a great time. Everybody uh, seemed to enjoy the event, and uh, there was some things talked about, including a new expansion. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, the Phil Spencer appearance, which I did not see coming. I don't think anyone did. Uh, given the recent conversations people have been having about Final Fantasy and Sony. Um, so we'll get to that in a second. But let's start with this new expansion. It's called Dawn Trail. Dawn Trail. Yep. That's Dawn my Trail? that's my accountant's yeah. name. Dawn Trail is his name. And uh, he's a great guy. Uh, no, it's called Dawn Trail, which I don't know if... Do we know the meaning here of the Dawn Trail yet? Uh, is it is it supposed <laughs> to make sense? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. If it does, doesn't make sense to me, but, uh, tonally it's interesting. Um, so, you know, we've had a series of trailers. If you, you go through and watch all the cinematics, it gets progressively darker and darker and more edgy and edgy as it goes along as this story has built and Endwalker wrapped up the story. And so this teaser trailer for, uh, Dawn trail is really lighthearted. You got, uh, you got the main character smiling, <laughs> which is, you know, a rare occurrence, didn't happen very often. Yeah. And they're kind of billing it as the greatest summer adventure, summer vacation adventure a hero can go on. <laughs> so, like, the tone is extremely light compared to the things that they've been doing. And I am 100% here for that sort of concept. Mm. Like, given what all we've done, yeah, yeah. like... Given everything that's been going on, like, this seems like, yeah, chat just said it, the beach episode. Like, for every your anime, like, there's the episode where they go to the beach. Mm. And uh, this is, seems like maybe this is the expansion where they go to the beach. Yeah. You know, that's not to say you're not going to fight stuff. There's not going to be intrigue. Who knows what's going to happen? But um, it definitely seems a bit more lighthearted and new in tone and kind of getting back to that adventure and discovery uh, you're going to a new continent that, you know, has not been explored by anybody that uh, you've been around before. So it's it's kind of getting back to that new discovery sort of bit of business. And a bunch of characters I recognize that little Lala Fell Junior guy that's always in things. Uh, the 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 guy who's a a dragoon uh, face I've seen before. He's there. So I guess people who survived or whatever. I'm not saying a bunch of people died. I don't actually know, but. People from previous the previous expansions in the game itself are all all moving yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's your minor spoilers. Not everybody died. Yeah, at the at the end of the last expansion, not everybody died. Nice. Um. So you know, this is uh, it's going to be interesting, and I I kind of dig the lighthearted tone and look forward to what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was just the teaser trailer, so it's not the full thing. Um, they have a, a kind of a history of doing this where the first reveal, it's usually not the not the exact music that's going to play for the final one. They cut things out because there's stuff they don't want to announce just yet. Um, in fact, there's been a funny still image going around where they have clearly edited out the main character's weapon <laughs> that he would be he would have his hand resting on the pommel of something. Uh, and they have just removed it from the video, so his hand is just sort of hover-handing in a very awkward pose during does, the trailer. Does that imply like a famous weapon making its way in there, or some some sort of big story point that everybody would freak out if they knew? Or what, what well, that gets to our our next thing, which is Yoshi P did tease that there are going to be two new jobs added in this expansion, 
And he said he was not going to reveal what they are. He said they are two DPS jobs, one magic ranged and one melee. And he said he would not reveal it. And then he took off his jacket and he had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt under it. <laughs> now, this is this is a longstanding history with Yoshi P teasing what the new jobs are. Sometimes it is extremely obvious when Reaper was the new job. He wore a shirt that had the Grim Reaper on it. Pretty on the nose, not hard to figure out. However, on the other end of that spectrum, one time he had a Spider-Man shirt on. And the Spider-Man was because the first Spider-Man movie was directed by Sam Raimi. And Sam Raimi sounds sort of like Samurai. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? (laughs) So... There are levels of difficulty <laughs> to the shirt reveal. So the and new job is a cheese shredder? Well. Everybody is trying to figure out what the new job is going to be based on this it's Ninja Turtle ninja. shirt reveal. It's ninja's already ninja. in the game. Yeah, Ninja's already in there. This is also, <laughs> this is for the new movie version of TM- TMNT, by the way, the Mutant Mayhem oh, thing. I don't know if that has any bearing on it, but, that you know, at least notable. Um, so maybe it's... Um, Trying to guess now. You're a turtle. Maybe so you're a rat. There, here, are, here are the popular theories that I have heard. Uh, I have heard because the, the main character, nobody's really sure what job he's representing in that trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think he looks very piratey. Corsair is a job that was in Final Fantasy XI. A lot of people think that it is pirate themed. And the connection to the Ninja Turtles is that old meme, Pirates versus Ninjas. Okay. So that's one theory. Uh, Another theory is Pictomancer, which has been in Final Fantasy before. Basically kind of an art mage of some kind. That is because all the Ninja Turtles are named after famous artists. Oh, that's an interesting theory. I kind of like that. Some people think it is a time mage uh, or an earth mage are two popular theories as well for various reasons. Time Mage, I guessed Time Mage because I was like, I don't know, TM is the first letters of TMNT. Time Mage, nailed it. Not bad. What if if it's a mutant? What if you just play a Fallout mutant? Could be. My my new job is I am a mutant. (laughs) I went went and I became a mutant. It wouldn't fit Um, with the aesthetic of the FF16, though. Nobody's like horribly disfigured you can't play a disfigured character in 14 no i don't think so i mean in any mmo really yeah yeah, that's true well no wow you can play forsaken they're pretty disfigured yeah Yeah. but the first but even the forsaken they edit them for certain cultures and when it was in china they had to cut out the bones and all that um i kind of like all those theories i kind of want to i didn't know this is a thing i didn't know this was like a thing he did so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sort of interested in it. Uh, pirates it's fits really to me. Fun, like it's kind of cool. You know, we're used to the like. Oh, what about plumber reveals where they tell you literally everything? <laughs> yeah, plumber John, plumber. plumber. They hang out in the sewers. They skateboard Maybe. in the sewers. Maybe yeah. you got to have a job. Could yeah, be. Someone's got to clean it. Someone, someone, somewhere. The the Who pirate is the ultimate. I'm telling you, pirate <laughs> makes the most sense because pirate would be good for this tropical destination they're all headed to. Yeah, a lot of people are thinking Corsair. Yeah. I really hope so because that is a job I will jump on. <laughs> I like. I, You'd love I will, a nice lady pirate. Hundred percent play a Corsair. Yeah, will not even hesitate. That will be uh, as a Jedi that played with a lightsaber and a blaster. 
I will be there. But will you be a pirate, not Corsair, though? Well, maybe they'll call it a pirate. But what if you started? You would you start a new Corsair? Would you? uh, Would you just switch jobs on a character you already have? What would you just add it? Like that's the cool thing about Final Fantasy. When they add a new job, you just go. All right, well, I'll just go get the job. Like you just take your character over there. You do the quest. You have the job. Quit trying to get me to want to play that game. Stop doing that. <laughs> you don't you don't have to re-roll a new character. You just go pick up the job. Uh, and then okay. you just equip the weapon and then you're that job. Well, that easy. Uh, we'll find out soon. The The way that time, timing works on this is the two jobs will be uh, added at the expansion, obviously. But later this year, the the free trial that they currently have will now include up to the Stormblood expansion. Is that yep. just just shy of Endwalker? Is that the one right no, before that? No, so uh, it's Stormblood is just before. Um, why can't I think of it? I'll just look at the poster. Shadowbringers. It's Shadow the one before Shadowbringers. Okay, six point um, five so. is the uh, is the patch this year that will include that. So I guess if you're a new player, yeah. you can get excited about. So more basically, if you're going off the free trial version, uh, you got to update your memes. Uh, the meme needs to be fixed. Everybody's <laughs> meme is now out of date. Uh, yeah. You get access to a Realm Reborn. Um, Heaven's Ward and now Stormblood as well. All right, so you nice. Get the first three expansions, base the base game and the first two expansions. And you're liking this? Let's go on vacation vibe, right? You like that? I really am. Like, yeah. uh, I, like that was the thing. Is like the story has been incredible. I'm really happy that they finished it, and I like this idea of let's just take our time to find what we want the new story to be, which is what they said. Somebody said like. Well, how long do you think this story is going to run for? And they said, we don't know. We're just, we're going to tell a story that has hooks for, like, it's almost like a good DM, right? Like, you tell, you tell a story, you leave hooks, you see what people are interested in, and then you go, okay, they dug that. We're going to follow those hooks and continue that forward. So, right now, we're just kind of in that testing phase to see where the story is going to go from here. And, uh, I think that's kind of I think that's kind of cool. I think that's a neat way to do it. Yeah, there's some dark stuff in there in the trailer. There's a or the teaser rather. There's a guy in um, whoever that is on the ship. He's got the loose uh, like sandbag material cloak on, and he fights some kind of fiery thing. And he catches on fire and does not seem bothered by it at all. No, he that's you. Be, that's uh, that's your stand-in. Is that my guy? Is that who yeah. I am? Okay. Yeah, like that's you're every man. Like right. they, they make him look like generic Mick handsome. Yeah. But, I was going to say, yeah. I saw him and so is that really what they're doing? They're trying to say, Hey, this is you. Yeah. 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 That's like the, you know how like, um, what are they? It's weird. Like commander Shepard, like, you know, can be, look like anything. Right. But in the trailers, commander Shepard looks like he looks like Shepard. Yeah. The dude, you know, like that we know. So it's the same deal here. Okay. He's Shepard. Basically. I guess that never clicked with me. I always just thought, in fact, it's not I very was, obvious. Someone had to explain it to me too. In the last one, when I was playing it, I would see that dude for upcoming expansion stuff, that face. He looks a lot like Clive, by the way. Um, it does look similar to Clive. I would see him and go, when am I going to meet that guy? <laughs> I didn't realize it was supposed to be my well, stand in. You want a mild spoiler. Yeah. We're already talking about you meet him. Oh, what shit. <laughs> even though even though it's you whoa kind of in the that, game that helps make things time. clearer i think for the story yeah. probably it's like when cassandra meets her brother Ooh, well, that's not quite the same that was a guy you could have chosen him ben if you wanted to in that assassin's creed game anyway uh there you go that's what we know about that there was um, some other stuff phil spencer showed up 
Uh, you know him as head of Xbox. In the, in the most awkward moment of the presentation, Phil Spencer did show up. Yeah. Was he wearing a hero shirt? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I didn't. I forgot to check. See. I don't think so. I have an image here. Next appearance. Uh, that would probably not go over well with the Final I, Fantasy crap. I can't tell what he's wearing. He's got a jacket on. Like he always has on on stage. I can't tell what he's not wearing underneath, but yeah, he was playing his cards close to his chest. Yeah, and he's you know he's hinting of future collaborations, but also announced that the Final Fantasy fourteen client will be coming uh, early next year to Xbox systems, so Series S X and and uh, I assume desktop. I don't actually know that uh, it's already on desktop, so I don't know why you'd do that. I guess Steam does it, so why wouldn't they? Do something with on the, the Xbox or, Live. You can get it from their yeah, probably their, gar- their garden. Probably. Um, um, Square Enix has said that anytime they can bring something to Xbox, it's their plan too. Which is a very vague statement, uh, and also maybe implies that there are some <laughs> exclusivity de- deals still in the works. But mm. they said, yeah, anytime we can bring it to Xbox, we will. Yeah, <laughs> and that. That it's makes like it sound same, like there's a lot of rules they got. That's follow. the same for all games. If we can bring it to a platform, then we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. Maybe Turns out maybe Microsoft weird. had to promise that they could finally realize their NFT dreams over there at Microsoft. You know, they were like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, I hope maybe. not." Yeah. Who knows? Uh, um, no, anyway. it's a cool announcement. It went over a little bit awkward at the show, but it kind of makes sense that it would. You have a group of people that all play the game. It's not like anybody was going to be there going. Oh my God! I, I came to FanFest hoping I'd find out one day I could play yeah. this video game. Mm. So it's it's a cool announcement, but the crowd that was there was like, okay, like they well, and Phil also had. When you watch the opening ceremonies, there is a there is just a different energy between, like how they present things and how they talk to the audience. And then Phil comes out and he's in full E3 mode. <laughs> and I like Phil and I think he's very good at what he does. Yeah. But he stood out like a sore thumb as a result because you've got all these people just chatting and having a good time. And then Phil comes out and he's like, Microsoft today <laughs> is so excited. And you're like, OK, yeah. he, likes so to he say, really put on the E3 Xbox. energy. Yeah. He also says here at Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Here at, uh, Xbox. Here at Xbox. We know yeah. gamers are. They we know they're the lifeblood of the Xbox family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not really. I my feeling is that's that's not even BlizzCon talk. That's like I guess it kind of was. Whenever Morheim had come out, he kind of sounded like that. It's all very prepared and and whatever. Yeah, but he had his own charisma about it, like a timid nerdiness. Phil sat is he's got riz. I have on good authority that Morheim barfed like three times before he ever got on stage every year. Three, I believe it. Three. I believe it. He did, that never, to me, never looked comfortable. I mean, comfortable in the sense that he'd done it. It was, you know, it's not like it was his first time, but yeah, like a lot of the Blizzard guys looked he like. He didn't they, look in his element. No, yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think that was his He did a part. fine job, but he didn't look in his element. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Phil's a, 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 what do they call him? A Toastmaster. He's like Crofton. There's <laughs> like too much in his element, like too, like. Yeah. Too good at it. Yeah. yeah, he is very good at it. Phil Spencer. He was. I really liked listening to him during those hearings. I thought he was. I think we got to see a little bit of a edgier side. Not edgier. I don't mm. know how to put it. A sassier, little, maybe a little sassier. A little bit more like 
hey, we got to get business done kind of attitude. I don't know. There's There was something about it that was interesting. Yeah, what if like as soon as the stage lights are off and he's off backstage, he's like the most cutthroat business a-hole. He's like, when's this game getting delivered? It's supposed to be on my desk by yesterday. Yep. Get those programmers programming. Janice, hold my calls. I'm going to beat up a kid in the mailroom or whatever. Yeah, it's some total, totally. <laughs> I got a junior dev <laughs> talking lip to me and I got to teach him his place. That's right. That's right. Get me my switch. You heard it here first, everybody. Okay, tell me about this Fall Guys crossover. I missed this entirely. Is this so an epic? This, it's an epic deal they're making then, because this epic owns Fall Guys now. So, so yeah, there's gonna be and every. It's what everybody thought it was, and then it goes a little further. So they were like, "Hey, we're partnering with Fall Guys for a crossover," and they showed a little trailer. That's what the link is, and you see the little beans running around, and then before you know it, all the little beans are wearing cute little Final Fantasy outfits, and and look, they're dressed up in in Final Fantasy 14 outfits as they're doing their little bean things. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? That's exactly what I expected a partnership with Fall Guys to look like. But it turns out uh, once that got done, people were, you know, people were like, yeah, you know, polite applause. You, you know, you're making deals. You're, you're doing stuff. Yeah. And then Yoshi pieces well, but this is a crossover, which means Fall Guys is also coming to Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> So in one of their future updates, they are adding to the gold saucer a Fall Guys stage where you will, as your Final Fantasy XIV characters, be running through this sort of bullshit. Uh, and they'll be doing a Fall Guys minigame inside of Final Fantasy XIV. All right. I, that should irritate me and make me hate it. But I, I think I actually really like that idea a lot. But that's what you want these to be, right? Yeah. You don't want it to be the simple cash in of like, oh, you like this game. So spend your money in this game because you like this game. Like that's kind of soulless to a degree. Yeah. You want the one where it's and we also put it in this game. The one that you actually play. It's also going to be here for no good reason. Yeah, I mean, so hang it's on. fun and it's done. <laughs> There's a fun question that this brings up. Uh, since you are a full Final Fantasy um, acolyte, uh, you know, a, a priest of the Aorzia, <laughs> is that the name of the uh, world? Uh-huh. Uh, You're an Azorian, a- Aorzian yeah. print. Well, what, what, what's the name of the world then? Sorta, it's called Heidelin. Heidelin? Heidelin? Heidelin. So you're a Heidelinian priest, uh-huh. um, you know, uh, an avatar of Heidelin. Uh-huh. Um, and you play the game. But for me and Scott, you know, we're like, I don't know. We dip out. We're like, it looks cool, but we can't really bring us in. What crossover to this extent do you think <laughs> would bring Scott and myself over? Yeah, what right? would Because you started describing Fall Guys, and I'm like, what if they put Yakuza in Final Fantasy? What if what if Kiryu Kuzuma, or K- Kuzama was in... You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, what yeah. are the possibilities here? Mm. You know, uh, I don't know. They seem pretty about. willing to put weird and wild stuff in it as long as it makes sense. Like, he got asked again if there was going to be a Final Fantasy 16 tie in, and he all but confirmed that yes, it will happen. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. And so, like, you know, they're not shy about letting stuff be in the game. I don't know what would get you guys because, I mean, for Scott, I just don't think it's his style game. Bo, I feel like it would be maybe more for you, but 
I, I just don't know that you have the time or interest in it. I mean, 100%, I know what they could do is a Rocksmith crossover. Like, let me bard, <laughs> let with, you my bard actual, with your guitar. Actual guitar. And, like, I'm going to consider a career change. For you sure. know what? That could happen. It, no, Ubi. Well, maybe Ubisoft would be down. Maybe, not, maybe not Rocksmith itself, mm. but an actual tie in. They sold a Final Fantasy 14 guitar, like an actual electric guitar. At the event? They I announced mean, at this that they were doing an actual Final Fantasy 14 themed uh, DJ turntable. What? Like. They they like to create music products and they're good quality music products too. You can already play musical notes in fourteen as a bard. That's what Bo yeah. got so caught up doing. But it's it's so, not. There's but it's lag, not, and they need they need the work. Uh, and yeah, it needs work. But if I can actually play my legit guitar and have other people hear it, then mm, uh, then I, like I, I, I gotta have to it. sub and start playing the game. And like, sorry, core listeners, uh, the variety's gonna go down immensely. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll bring 15 uh, indie games I didn't have time to play entirely every week. It'll be fine. It'll be all right. For the record, I've done the barding in the games because people are chat room mentioning it. I've done it. It's not it's cool, but it's not it's not it's nowhere near the potential. It's, it's what brought an end to his playing the game. But I was like, yeah, I'm playing it. It's okay. It's okay. And then all of a That's sudden, all I did he, got, for a week. he got barred. And then it was I like, yeah, out, for I a found... week in core, all he did was stand in taverns. Uh, and there's, play a third music party, there's a third party mod that uh, you get that can play MIDI files, but only within a certain note range because it's limited on its MIDI. And I programmed, I you can download MIDI files all over the place, recognizable songs. I rearranged them so they fit within those octaves and then would hang around and just play, toss a coin to your Witcher. I mean, that's... Yeah. But, but you know, it's it's limited when you just press play on something and just play. And I don't play piano. I need I play guitar, so... Right, and you were you did that for, what, not one or two weeks solid? Yeah, yeah I, I feel remember. like we heard about it about two weeks. I feel like it was like one week was stepping into the pool, and by the second week, he was like, I, I'm performing concerts. I leveled to 30 and <laughs> stayed level 30 for forever. Yep. <laughs> I hit max level. I For one, it's like this is the kind of thing you'll never see WoW do a crossover like this. And they're just too buttoned up about that stuff, I think, over there to ever do that. Unless it was their own IP. They do their own crossover all the time. There's weird Diablo shit in there and, a, you know, a... Uh, zergling pet and wow and all that i don't mean their own things but to take other people's ips and mix them around i never could see them do that i like their willingness to do this it's weird and funky like fall guys should be we should all be doing gamer smirk at this and think it's stupid but we don't think it's stupid because i think we know that they have a light-hearted approach to this that's the, it's I think nice. that's the intelligent thing that they've done with 14 is they've created a game that can be very serious when it needs to be serious, but can also be extremely stupid when it wants to be extremely stupid. And you just have to know when and where to relegate the things to. They put it in the gold saucer, which makes perfect sense. That's already like a big, crazy casino where you're playing a bunch of mini games and you go, all right, well, here's a new mini game in the golden saucer. And everybody goes, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. It's not not unheard of you know yeah. you just got to pick your right spots to do it and do it in ways that uh that works to the the content and that's what they did and i i think most people are just like yeah just you know i'm down to have a good time well speaking of working weird stuff in uh yoshi p and the team tried to add the pixel remasters into final fantasy 14 and still kind of want to did they say why it didn't take 
Yeah. Yeah. So this was a weird question. I, I guess somebody asked him, uh, hey, don't you think it would be cool if when I'm in my house in Final Fantasy 14, if I could play like the original Final Fantasy in the house? And Yoshi P's response was, yes, we think it was really cool. We tried it. When all the pixel remasters came out, we wanted to make it to where you could play the pixel remasters inside 14. And you could either have them set up in your house or, you know, somewhere in it. But he basically said the problem is, is that those pixel remasters run off of middleware. And so to get it in the game, they would have to develop middleware for Final Fantasy 14 to run the middleware of the pixel remasters to then run the pixel remasters on. And he said, my team is crazy, but I don't think they're that crazy. <laughs> and then he said, but if you're a really good programmer, you know, let us know. <laughs> no, he still clearly wants to do it. Yeah. He hasn't completely ruled it out. And uh, I like, feel like for this to be cool, I think you shouldn't relegate it to the house. There should be public gaming stations and you can watch and play with people as like a social thing. <laughs> that would be, cool. be kind of cool. Yeah. 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 But then you would be Bo again st- doing two weeks of nothing but old school <laughs> Final Fantasy and not playing the real game. Ima- imagine here's what we'll do. We'll add League of Legends to the uh <laughs> To Final Fantasy, and you'll have people playing in like pod, like you know, like live five v fives, like they do it. Now you're talking stuff. Yeah, I mean, the and closest you can see their whole screen and everything, and see it on an overhead. Cool. I feel That'd like the closest awesome. Blizzard got to that was when Bejeweled very briefly existed as a thing to do while you were flying. Oh, and Peggle, Peggle, and Peggle. was in there too. Yeah, because I did play a lot of WoW Peggle. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I, I liked it mainly because we were flying. You were doing a lot of taxiing, is when you would yeah. use it. In fact, I think it shut oh. off if you landed. I can't remember yeah, how. There weren't as many portals, I think, at that time. So you you were flying a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, I did, I did it too. I thought that was cool. You're like I got to fly all the way down to Tenaris. Guess it's time <laughs> to play some Peggle. Wasn't there like a there was like a shmup, like a scrolling shooter shmuppy thing too? Or no, you know what I'm thinking of is uh, Starcraft Arcade, which I oh, guess yeah. is that even a thing now? Can can you go into Starcraft's yeah. arcade yeah. mode and yeah. like download mods and all that? Okay. Can't confirm. There's still people are still making things in there. Been a while, but I just thought that was a cool little discovery. That like you know, it's it seems like a weird question, but then not only is it a weird question, but like turns out they actually tried it. And not only that, it just reminds me of. Do you remember the GameCube Animal Crossing where you could buy a bunch of Nintendo games and play? Oh them hell yeah, Animal the cards Crossing. and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. Had some you could just find. I played Balloon. Balloon fight, yeah. NES, yeah. the NES game Balloon Fight, which is a joust ripoff. You when once I found that item in the game, it was literally an arcade machine in my little house. I could go up to it, press A or whatever, and be in and play the game as if it was you know whatever. It was like embedded in the game, and it was so cool. I loved that, and they haven't done that since. By the way, none of the Animal Crossings since. Maybe the DS game had something like that. I can't remember, but like the new one, you can't do that. You can have these fake versions of games in your house, but they don't play, which is a real shame because that's just an awesome idea. I love it. Yeah. Um, I I yeah. think that would be cool. I don't know if it'll ever happen. I can still play all those games. I don't need it, but it, it's a silly thought. And once again, kind of shows the weird things that they think about as a team to put in that game that I just love. I respect it. Um, Exile Con also happened. Did they cross over these two things on time? I think they did. Were they happen at the same time? I probably. I didn't see any yeah. Final Fantasy stuff, but yeah, I was aware of Exile Con. Something like that. Exile Con happened. This is for Path of Exile. For those who are not aware, 
Uh, this happened in Auckland, New Zealand. And uh, they talked about Path of Exile 2. It's, uh, by the way, big big announcement is that it will be its own game. Prior to this uh, con, they had announced initially in a, a talk since about it being a replacement, kind of Overwatch 2 style. It would yeah. be the new Path of Exile. It would replace the existing one. That is no longer the case. Uh, POE 1 will, I don't know, like old school RuneScape, I suppose, will continue to be a, a game. Uh, They're going to support phone. both games and have se- new seasons for both. Right. So it's like, even though it's called two, it's like just two concurrent games, one older. My uh, nephew at this at this uh, family reunion is a huge Path of Exile fiend. He oh, did you them. hear all about it? Yeah, we talked a bunch about it. We actually had a huge conversation about Diablo and Ex- uh, Path of Exile and a bunch of, or what's that other one we're all look, kind of looking forward to that's not done yet? Um, shoot, the one on Steam. Can't think of it. Anyway. Someone in the chat will know it. Um, Last Epoch? Last Epoch, that's it. Uh, they, He's just like a just complete freak about action RPGs. And he doesn't think... He's he's still enjoying Diablo and thinks things will suss out fine over there. He, he, he's not as doom and gloom as a lot of players are about it. But he's very excited about what Path, Path 2 is. He's actually... He seemed a little concerned that 2 would not replace 1... Because now he's gonna, he feels a little split. And I said, well, if two's, you know, tons better, then you'll just stick with two, right? And he's like, I don't know. Like it's just a weird, it's a weird thing. There's some value in just replacing it, I guess. But then I know there are players that never want to lose the original thing either. So I don't know. We didn't really come to any kind of, you know, great ideas in that conversation, other than we talked about. I mean, ARPG players are weird. This is also the same genre where people still worship a twenty-year-old game as like the best thing ever. So you know, yeah. That's they're, true. They're, they make them a little different, and I think if you don't fit that mold, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like I wouldn't feel bad if you're like, I don't get it. I love their their website for that event. One of my favorite things about it is it says things to do while you're in New Zealand at the bottom. Besides yeah, this yeah. con, one of them is go to Hobbit the Hobbiton movie set and look at the freaking Hobbit Hole house, which I would right. do if I was there. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, the Weta Workshop tour. That sounds like fun. It's almost all entire. It's all entirely uh, Lord of the Rings related fun on the side. But anyway, uh, they still don't show damage numbers, so Bo's out. He's not interested. <laughs> well, I said that as a joke in our Discord, but um, I will say, after a com- after my comment, <laughs> I left. I was like, maybe I should watch a little more. And you know, um, I did end up watching a bit more of the content and added some more notes that you see. Um, I think I'll end up trying it. It looks pretty. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. From what I can, well, some of the new footage and stuff looked pretty good. I'm going to try this game. I don't know I if mean, I'll get the, devoted the, to the it. The major thing is um, that, that's going on in my head right now is Path of Exile One's ten years old. I think they were very much an underdog, almost one might say quasi indie, or if not an indie studio. They've had ten years of. You know, they've been succeeding. I, I think it's not nothing for an ARPG to be your only game yeah. and to still be healthy enough to release a sequel after 10 years. Yeah, they got bought by Tencent and stuff, but still. Yeah. And this, so Path of Exile 2 is like their only project. Like this thing, if anything, I think expect, like, you know, Blizzard is a large bureaucracy. Like it's sort of expected that its tone is going to be different, but these guys are like, just a single devoted team working on one single thing. This by all accounts should blow Diablo four out of the water with no shade to like 
Blizzard or anything, just because this is all they do. Yeah. So, like, things are sounding good. We'll see what things taste like when we get the product. But, like, I'm actually, like, there's reasons to be excited, even if you look at it and don't feel excited. Like, they've been working at ARPGs for 10 years. They've been doing this thing for a long time, and they're releasing this full other entry. It should be excellent. Yeah. You know? One would hope, and it's no longer re- replacing the old one, so I guess rejoice. Um, apparently, it's huge, six acts, 600 enemies, 100 new bosses, unique mechanics. Uh, some microtransactions will carry from both games, like stash tabs. So that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, um, didn't they say that their plan is if it can carry over, it will? But Yeah, so most of, the, most of the classes are the same in both games. Like... The classes are the same in both games, so if you buy a spell effect cosmetic for, I don't know, Templar, let's say, in Path of Exile 1, well, you get it in Path of Exile 2 as well. Okay, that's good. Only buy it once. I'll bet people are happy about that. But there are some unique new classes in 2, like Druid, where you could, if you buy a spell effect, you don't get it in 1 because there's no Druid in Path of Exile 1. Uh, but, they're going to alternate these seasons, by the way, that you mentioned. So so Path uh, POE 1 will have a season, POE 2 well, then will have theirs. And they'll be staggered. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Can, so like, yeah, POE 1 is not getting deprecated. It's like they're just running two games now, basically. They also teams. have a dodge roll with no cooldown. This is probably controversial. Or maybe less so because it has no cooldown. I don't know. It's like Elden Ring. Yeah. Like, it's just you get to roll. It's not going to save you. But, yeah. I mean, this this continues on the jabs. When I was watching this, the jabs to D4. Mm-hmm. I mean, one dev at one point even said, like, just as the lights cut out, you know, you can squeeze in a few words. I think it was a dev. I'm not sure. It was somebody in the presentation who was just like, D4 bad. Yeah. Like, they're like, uh, like you know, they're really not gracious when it comes to Blizzard. Yeah, they're kind yeah, of it's um, annoying. But it's, it's part annoying. of their thing, though, right now. It's just who they are. I mean, yeah. I mean, they sell to the haters. That's they're, part it, of their they, identity. If you've ever seen, if anyone listening, I know you guys have, but if you've seen the season relatively recent season of Curb Your Enthusiasm where uh, Larry David starts a spite store um, <laughs> and he learns what a spite store is from all these other celebrities. That's what Path of Exiles always felt like somebody set up a spite store to me. That's how it feels. I think it's more, I think it is a spite store. I think you're right. But there's a little bit of also we're going to make a, we're going to prove that we're better than them. There's a bit of that going on too. Yeah, yeah. Larry's spite store. Larry was not trying to make a good coffee shop. It was purely spite. Yeah. Larry's, what was that called? Larry's, no. Latte Larry's. Latte Larry's, that's it. Oh, it's such a good season, you guys. It is. Uh, let's see. They added the new classes, as you mentioned, Monk and Druid. Uh, Melee is much improved. Sorceress, Monk, Huntress, uh, Mercenary, Warrior, and Druid, in addition to existing classes, whatever those are. Um, yeah, so it's like it's like 12 or 18 classes or something. Like It's a big lot of choice. Check out this meta gem business. You can socket gems, wait for it, into other gems. Oh, mm. shit! Yeah. What do you... Uh, Yep. All that to say is, if you if you thought maybe for two they would make an accessible game, they've been very much on the record to be like, no, we're making it more complicated. And if you see that kind of, th- we, they want the player that looks at that complexity and goes, oh, this is for me. Yeah, they're not they're not like remotely interested in being uh, friendly to to anyone who who you know wants a, a 
<coughs> is the story talked about at all at this event? Did they get into any of that? Because that story's been obtuse. Um, Every time I try to get in there, I find it impenetrable. It's just like not that I noticed, but like I didn't watch a ton. You know, I watched some of the presentation. It was, you know. So I don't know. I I don't want to speak for you know when everybody's like. Remember when I was getting kind of heated about Diablo's story, and people were like, "Why do you care about Diablo's story?" Yeah, I feel like Path of Exile is a lot like that, and a lot like most things Path of Exile, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I think that they don't go to Path of Exile for the story. No. I'm sure they exist. I'm sure there's someone out there that's like, actually, Path of Exile has a robust lore that is really good. But I think, like, I think even more than Diablo, they're not there for the story. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Especially at this stage. Like, you, if you're a PO, hardcore POE fan, is that really even on your radar, that part? Is that going to blow it for you? Probably not. If it's not great or not. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's the deal breaker, no. I guess, is the better way to phrase it. Not to say that you can just not include it, but I don't think it's, I don't think that's the top of their worry list. Nope. And I've played it a number of times for quite a bit. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I know, dude. Anything. I know the continent's called Ray Class. I know you get exiled from some other place to be on an island. That's about all I got. I can tell you all the live long day about Diablo stuff, but I have no idea, you know. Anyway. Yeah. All I know story wise is I, wa- I find myself washed up on the shore. That's it. Yeah. It's a shore. There's stuff there. There's dirt we'll and sand and things to fight. I pick up a piece of wood and I can hit with it. That's the story of Path of Exile. Not a memorable NPC to be found. No. And this is not a slight. I think this is by design. I think they're just making the game is a mechanics game. It's a it's a numbers go up and a mechanical thing. That's what it is. But don't show them the numbers. No, don't. We don't want to see the numbers. <laughs> uh, let's see. Closed beta starts in July of next year. So you got a ways to wait until you're playing. Yeah, this, this game's not coming out anytime soon. No. So. But, you know, the pandemic hit all of us, and they were explaining that that's the case. Yeah. So, um, all right. Pre-pandemic. Well, that is your look at that. Let's talk about some of the games we played this week, because why not? Um, I played... We didn't do any shared stuff, okay? That's the first thing to say. But we did play games, and I did have time to play a bunch of stuff before I left, and a little bit when I got back. And I'm going to talk about the thing I played the most before I left. Um, I was in the mood for some really great dragons. Okay. Dragon. So I thought, Ooh, I boy, didn't know you got into final fantasy 14. You were making it sound like you weren't playing it. I was like, where, where will I find these? And, and even in my head, my, my brain on the little list I have said, do you mean final fantasy? And then my other part of my brain laughed really hard and almost fell off of its off the <laughs> brain. Yeah, you were like, that would require investing myself. in something. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, I installed, I reinstalled ESO. I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online again because I, I did want to try it when it first came out, but I just, a lot of other stuff going on. I hadn't had a chance. So I finally picked up the Necrom expansion, uh, which is their latest uh, chapter, they call them, in the game. And uh, introduced a new class, the Arcanist, or Arcanist. Um, and that's a very fun class, by the way. Having a really good time with it. Anyway, it is very solid so far. Once again, their strengths are on display. They tell a very compelling, interesting, overarching story that is told entirely with wonderful voice actors uh, who really know how to talk. And uh, I find that stuff very compelling every time there's a new expansion. So I'm playing through all that right now. Kind of that's where my focus is and building a new character um, because the game lets you 
tackle any part of the game you want at any time. Uh, I just started this expansion with this level zero uh, or level one, I guess, um, Arcanist. And I think he's level 15 or something now. Anyway, I'm getting in there uh, a good way. He's doing some side stuff. Some of these side quests have blown my freaking mind. And this game's like a lot of, eye, not Eye of the Beholder, but like, um, oh, what's a good D&D comparison? Like, um, oh, who are the mind reader guys? They're total dicks. The oldest? Oh, mind flares. Mind flares, right. The illithids. Illithids and that sort of stuff. They There's a lot of that, like a lot of Elder God alternate reality come through this green portal to this weird place where this one-eyed thing with tentacles everywhere is going to talk to you and tell you what the problem is. And that's the theme sort of going into this one. You found Deckard Kane. Yeah, that guy's very Deckard. He's the ghost that lives inside me. It's a whole, it's a whole story. Um, it's extremely good. I think ESO rocks and I'm having a blast. Uh, I don't know why I ever fall off. I just, you know, get busy with other stuff or whatever, but I just really like ESO. I, I would say this to people like, do you come to it for, combat complexity probably not do you come to it for i don't know anime too many legs dragons no you don't do that you come to it for for a very specific like heavy focus on a very specific storyline that kind of starts and ends with that chapter plus dlc or other you know other side stuff and you just i don't know you just play it it's good it's just a good game and your numbers go up and you level up and you get cool new shit and you know, even the PvP is kind of fun. I don't do that very often, but um, I'm back. I like in. the name Necrom. It yeah. sounds like Conan the Barbarian's god died a little bit, like Crom. Now he's <laughs> yeah, net and now he's ne- back. Necrotic Crom. Hey guys, Crom's back. Crom's back. Zombie now. Yo yo, look at Crom. He's back. Um, yeah, and it's got. Uh, oh, the one thing I do like is you go into these Nether Realm places that are very different from the rest of Tamriel. And a lot of it is marked by these uh, crazy structures of books because it's all the knowledge that exists. And so everything's made of huge book structures and, and the, there's just billions of books piled on top of each other and swirling and little tornadoes of books. And there's books you can kill and get some really interesting fish bait from these dead books and stuff like this uh, to catch special Not fish. what but. I would have expected to get from killing a book. <laughs> No, it does sound very. It sounds like, <laughs> like a if very you gave weird me thing. a list of ten things and you said you kill a book, what do you think you looted from it? Fish bait? Yeah. Not high on that list. No, it doesn't seem like a thing you'd want to do. But there's, you know, all those little systems are are, are still in the game. But the the um that that vibe of this corridor I'm in is just a giant cave made of books is really cool. Like it's very, it's a really cool aesthetic and um. I'm super into it. So, uh, so far, very compelling. Enjoying the heck out of it. And uh, thinking about starting a guild again. I don't know. We'll see. I know the one already exists for AIE, but I was thinking about doing a little sneaky one that now I've said out loud. So we'll see. Yeah. Like a, like a cool edgy. Yeah. An edgy you know, one. like not so corporate. Yeah. Screw, <laughs> AIE went corporate. You, you can be edgy and indie. Yeah. Stick it to the man is what I'm always about. Um, all right. Anyway, very cool expansion. Uh, let's see. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, yeah. Now, I didn't get this on Steam. It just hit Steam. Yep. Uh, but that is not where I played it. I'm playing it on PlayStation 5 and uh, put that off forever. Just never got around to it. Everybody said it's wonderful. It's Insomniac at their best. You should play it. Blah, blah, blah. If you like the old ones, you'll love this. 
And uh, they're right. It's rad. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is a very good game. It's, uh, you know, it's very Ratchet and Clank. You run around primarily as Ratchet, although there are times when you do things as Clank or as other new characters. I don't want to give anything away, but um, mm-hmm. you are uh, rifts in time and space are being opened is a simple way of putting it. Um, and you have to navigate through them. And it does use some pretty cool technology where you literally jump through a hole and you're in a whole different world seamlessly with no load times. It's it's pretty crazy. It's a real showcase of, um, and, you know, MV&E drives and this stuff that uh, Series X and PlayStation 5 use to, to load data. Um, but it's also when it's like when it's doing like real time cutscenes or even gameplay, you feel like you are playing a real time like Pixar game, like a Pixar movie that you control. Uh, utterly mind blowing graphics, I think. It's really nice. I'm sure how that these. How do you think they accomplish it? Like, is it just very plain textures or? You I, know, don't, I don't think so. Getting, I mean, they're getting a lot of performance out of, you know, what looks really. Like I've seen, I've been watching videos of it. And I'm like, it looks pretty amazing. I mean, if you ask Sony, they just say, "Well, it's the PlayStation Five experience." You know, whatever. I don't know, but yeah, like, blast, it's blast processing. Got yeah, it. I think it's just extremely well optimized. Insomniac knows how to make game. You know, they're they're one of the best developers on the planet. One could argue. Um, their Spider-Man games are insane. Like they're just a really great dev. And I don't know. This is just like, like beautiful, and it's using. Uh, ray tracing even on the ps5 i'm sure the ps or i'm sorry i'm sure the pc version with like you know all the things you can do with your card now i'm sure it's even better and that's it's being received really well no big glitches on this release so that's you see a lot of blur in the background so i wonder if they can load lower res textures with the bokeh effect maybe i mean they use it to really nice effect cinematically yeah, it looks great. Um, like, I'm just like it's like tricks, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. they're just putting in the extra effort to like you know to get that performance out of it. Yeah, looks great. It's super impressive. Um, and I took too long to play it, so I've been streaming that. I had to leave town for this trip, so I haven't been able to touch it since I left. But I'm going to keep streaming it and and see this one through. Also, a really good story so far, and I don't want to give any of it away, so I'll let people play it on their own. But I'm hearing the Steam version is like solid as a rock. Launched really good. No big complaints about some of the, you know, the, the recent Sony ports have been trouble, but this has not been trouble. This has been real good. So, so there's that ratchet and clank. Recommend uh, a very high recommend, especially if you have a PS five and you have, uh, I guess it's the middle tiered plus, uh, you just, this is just in there. You just play it. So you don't have to buy it. Um, let's see. And then I got home today. And I played a game called Mega City Police. Oh, man, these guys know they know me, these people that made yeah. this game. So it's an indie game that is uh, basically you choosing between, it feels like you're choosing between like Sylvester Stallone, Robocop, or Sarah Connor are your kind of archetypes, even though they're not called that in this. Uh-huh. Uh, they look just like those characters. And uh, it's a very chunky, pixelated, top-down game, dual-stick shooter style. Very difficult uh, in a kind of Hotline Miami kind of way. Um, Less like, oh, a door opened and four guys hopped out and shot me immediately, and I just missed it by a half a millisecond. Not like that, but just tricky shooting. Um, Trying to think of another game that reminds me of it. Bullet Hell style kind of. Some of it, the bosses especially, are shooting all kinds of bullshit at you. But uh, normal characters are are not not so bad. Uh, Normal enemies, I should say. 
Um, but you top down shoot, you get better guns, better gear, you upgrade your stats. It's, you know, it's a roguelike in, in that sense. But it's got this very kind of 80s tough guy movie vibe. And uh, I really like it. And you have advantages to picking one of the characters. Like the Robocop character is a lot more health. He's super strong. He's tanky. Uh, this guy here is more kind of good at everything. John would like the girl because the the girl not only reminds me of Sarah Connor, but she also has her special ability that's on cooldown is uh, her going stealth, which I immediately thought. Hell yeah. Of. So she's kind of a rogue. Um, lots of blood, lots of blowing dudes up, picking up their cash when they die. Uh, fight the boss, unlock <laughs> a bunch of new cash. shit. You got to get that cash. Um, if you like arcadey top-down dual stickers... This is great, and it's only like 12 bucks. That's why I actually bought it on the trip when I had internet so that I could come home and immediately play it, and I did. I played it today, and it was great. So I haven't That's had a ton of time. It would be but, great on a Steam Deck, too, though, right? Oh, hell yeah. yeah well, I haven't tried yet, but I'm, I assume so. I hope it's it's probably too new to be certified, but usually it doesn't matter. Most of these games work great, so I will give that a shot this weekend, uh, or this week, rather. I don't know what day it is. It's Monday, isn't it? It's Monday. It's yes. a Monday. Uh, you also have a melee move, and these special moves are different per character. There's a lot of var- variation. Um, and this guy's playing very careful in this video. He's smart to do that. I kind of went all guns blazing and got wrecked pretty quick. So there's some strategy into where you position yourself and when you shoot. And if a guy throws Molotov cocktail, you want to be real careful around those guys because they're huge dicks. Um, right, right, right. It's great. It's really fun. And it's got the Contra projectiles. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I would call it, um, what's maybe even bro force ish in tone. Yeah. Not quite. Yeah. That's also Kinda seems good. in that same vein, though. Definitely in that vein. Uh, it's called Mega City Police. It's on Steam. Uh, might be coming to other places. I have not checked, but it is great so far. And I will play more of that. So that's your big indie of the week. I also installed uh, that new. Um, I got a code for it while I was gone, so I was thrilled to come home to this. But for the new um, Expanse game, the Telltale game. Yeah. So this is, uh, what's the full name here? I have it right here. Oh, the Expanse, a Telltale series game. So this is episode one, I suppose. They're, they're back to episodic. And this is this is Drummer. Bo, you know her. You love her. I, I do know Drummer. She's your main character in this story. She's voiced by the actress who did it in the show. And the producers and the authors, they all had a hand in this. It is supposed to be great from what I'm hearing, like telltale back heard, in whatever, whatever prime they were ever in is what I'm hearing. I've heard, so. I've heard good things. I'm like going to play this, but I'm waiting for the whole, I know I'm going to play episode one and be pissed that I can't keep playing. So right, it's like, it's not, I was like, mm, Baldur's Gate three is out in uh, three days. Two, you know, two and a half days. I don't. I don't need this right now. Let's wait till it's fully released. That's sort of where my head's at. On I this. totally get it. Um, I, I would probably wait too if I didn't get the code. But I'm only. They only gave me the code for the first episode. So after that, yeah. I'm no, I mean, I was absolutely thinking about like picking it up and being like, yeah, I need to see what's going on. But I'm like, I just know that it's just that feeling when mm-hmm. you you know it's like that with TV too. Oh, I'm really into this. Well, guess what? You're waiting a week, Grandpa. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and with these, you're waiting a little longer. It's typically about a month yeah. between games, or at least it has been in the past. I don't know with yeah. this one. Yeah, so they, I'm a little disappointed that 
they decided to do this, but that's okay. But as you can see, like this scene I'm looking at right now, it'll catch up to you guys in a second. They're not holding back. Ooh. Look at these severed heads no. hanging here. Heads. Yeah, they yeah. they take it the, the material seriously. The uh, the stylistic choices look good. The animation looks less stiff than I'm expecting from Telltale. I mean, like there's a yeah, lot I'm good... expecting you know Telltale. I mean, they have a track record of being good about this, so I, I'm but I'm fully expecting it to fit the tone of the show. Yeah. You know, and not be sort of out of left field. Yeah. Actually, there's another game too that I'm interested in. Although, I'm, again, I'm like kind of waiting for it to be on Steam. Is the Star Trek Resurgence game? Oh yeah, same. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That was another one I had my eye on. Yeah. That's is that yeah. them again? Is it? No, I think it's a different company. But again, it's only on Epic. Like, come on, guys. I think that might be true of this first episode too. Yeah. Um, PS5, but, uh, PS5, and Epic are the only places you can play this right now. This uh, expanse yeah. one. Anyway, um, I, who who makes it? It's I'm looking right now. Super Dramatic insane. Labs. Yeah, so it's a non, it's a non Telltale game, but it's essentially that you know it's a game of that genre. You know? Heard heard real and good things about it. Yeah, Seems well, what like. I read was like it's more like original Trek than this new era of Trek, which is like definitely a huge. There's a huge appeal to have, you know, a new episode in the old style. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, great. Even if it wasn't that interactive, I'd still be kind of into it. Yeah. And apparently it's quite good. Reviewed well. So I'm, I'm, I want to try it. Kind of in the mood for this sort of thing right now. So I have a, the only thing holding me back is just like, hmm, I really don't like Epic Game Store. Chat says, I thought Telltale went bankrupt. They did. They got bought by, is it Embracer? Who owns them now? Uh, Tell Bracer would be a good guess because they bought a lot of stuff. Crap. Let me look it up. Oh, Telltale's back. They're yeah. back. Uh, they were founded in 04. <laughs> they are, they went defunct in 2018. They are now, as it say, bottom. Uh, oh, shit. That didn't take that long. Oh, here it is. Um, LG, LG, LCG Entertainment is the parent company and and now they've and now they're launching a whole bunch of new games so just this is a little side note because i have the stores open and something caught my eye that i have to share mm. released i think today mm. is a little game called covid carl covid carl just tell me more oh <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i'm like is this a know, steam i've been game? waiting for this it's the first pandemic i guess game and also, Carl's the names used. Oh, COVID Carl's on Steam too. Okay. Yeah, here it is. I see it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, so it was just released on Epic, but it's been on Steam for two years. Oh, Made yeah. developed by Dumpster Fire Studio. <laughs> Anyways, it looks a lot like Mega City Police, but cheaper if that's possible. Game is awesome. Great mix of Metroidvania, Contra style side scrolling shooter. Levels are challenging. Boss fights are intense. <laughs> it's reviewed okay for those for the few reviews it has. Uh, I think it's people who probably just find the fact that it's called COVID Carl funny. And that's why it's got a good review. Maybe it does look I like somebody realized looking at the Epic store. Cause I had to pull it up. One of our favorite video games from a few years ago is about to be free. Loop hero next week. Is oh, free what? On Epic. how is that even? That's, well, that's, that's uh, a that, very good deal. <laughs> that's worth the download. If you haven't, tried it yet for everyone listening now you get it for free no excuse hell yes because that game still one of my favorite games i love that game when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. All right, uh, that's all I played. John, tell me about... Now, this is interesting because I saw... I don't know when I had internet. I saw a conversation on our on our Discord, frogpants.com slash Discord if you're not in there, everybody, where people are like, Has John played the new Legend of Monkey Island Sea of Thieves content? And John was like, Oh, it's probably better with more people. And I saw a little back and forth. Turns out it's some are saying it's better on your own, but it sounds like you've now had time to play it, and I cannot wait to hear this. So tell us about well, Sea of Thieves and its uh, weird Legend of Monkey Island uh, crossover. Not a lot of time, but I did jump in there just to check it out. Um, I played, you know, probably about 45 minutes or so, mm-hmm. um, which was enough to get to Melee Island. And I got to tell you, like, this is really cool. Like, I was not expecting this to kind of hit me the way it did. Um, I just thought, you know, like, okay, a Monkey Island spinoff. It makes sense in Pirate and, you know, Sea of Thieves. You, gotta, you What other famous pirates are you going to do? Um, but. I was kind of taken aback by how I felt when I got off the boat and got onto Melee Island and started running around in first person in this town that, you know, has been such a big part of so many games that I've played. Like, it was really kind of wild what it did. I was just like, you know, it, it, it would be like going to an amusement park built around something that you just adored as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just got that magical feeling. I'm like, Oh my gosh, look, it's the scum bar. And you know, Oh, I can go over here and there's the governor's mansion. And it's like all the stuff that I knew from monkey Island, like it was just kind of magic to see it and be able to run around it. I so- don't know how much of the Island they've put together. I did start to go down into the woods and the game teleported me back into the town. Mm. So I don't know if that's a, like eventually you'll get there. Cause you can like look down and you can see the circus tents and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know if you'll ever be able to go there or not. I just haven't gotten far enough, but even just for it being the town, like it's really impressive and it plays like an adventure game. You go in there. You, you naturally, I went to the scum bar first. I asked the guy about loom uh, he told me all about Loom, and then when I was done hearing about Loom, I went and talked to the three pirate lords, 
and uh, they set me on my quest to a, to a degree. And it's a lot of like, well, I need this. How am I going to solve a puzzle to get this so I can get this? And next thing I know, I'm playing an adventure game inside of Sea of Thieves. Interesting. Does it, did it just feel like the devs over at Rare were like, we are all freaks about like it from what I've heard. It sounds like they are, it is made by fans of the series. They love those games. So they wanted to do something special getting this opportunity or something like that. And it's a, that's what it sounds like you're describing. That's what it feels like. Like I, as soon as I went to the scum bar, I was like, there's a couple things I need to see. Can I talk to Mancomb seep? Good. Yep. There he is. And I can immediately ask him, what's your name? He tells me it's Mancomb Seepgood. There's the joke I wanted to hear. Good. Moving on. Where's the guy that I can ask about Loom? There he is. He's voiced by Matt Mercer now. But nice. <laughs> there he is. And yep. he's going to tell me all about Loom. Uh, you got Murray, the demonic talking skull up on the wall. You got your three pirate lords. Um, it's very obvious that you're going to get to run around with Murray. Uh, but I haven't figured out how to take him down from the wall yet because the pirates don't want you to take Murray down. So there's one of the puzzles you got to solve. How are you going to get Murray? And um, it just, it has such a fine attention to detail about the monkey Island series that it just really fits. And, and did like you I said, play, did you play sea of thieves before? Uh, I, a little this, bit, like this, I this had a like pirate. Kind of your, yeah. But this is kind of your really introduction to it. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a, I mean, really great idea. Like, because Sea Thieves is also really good. Like, just the water's great. The boating's awesome. And I don't have any connection to Secret of Monkey Island, but it seems to me like it's kind of a match made in heaven sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Seems like, like it. If I, if I was really had attachment to that game or, and I played it, I really like Sea of Thieves. I think it's... Even you talking about it, I'm like, well, why weren't we playing together? This should be a... We should be playing this together. Like, it's so hard to play solo. The game is so much more fun. I wish the game was more solo friendly, actually. That's my only complaint about it. Not that I only want to play it that way, but I would play it more if it was, you know, if I didn't have to. This does feel a little more solo friendly because, yeah, like so far, the only sailing I've done was sail to Melee Island. And now it all seems like it's who are you going to talk to? What are you going to pick up? You know, solving puzzles, which granted you could do with other people, but, you know, Sometimes puzzle solving with people is as much a hindrance as it is a help. It just sort of I mean, depends. That's, that's it's part of the that's part of the charm of the game though. When you have like a little symbol and it's like search the island for this thing and the for, you know you've got a team of people trying to figure it out. It's I don't know. It makes for a good. I mean that was speaking of Telltale games. That was one of my favorite things in the Telltale Monkey Island games was when Guybrush was trying to teach LeChuck how to solve puzzles the way he does. (laughs) And it's just a funny running gag where he's like, now what do you do? And LeChuck use the rod. Yes. (laughs) On the clam. Yes. Uh (laughs) Just that's what it feels. I imagine it feels like trying to solve puzzles with a bunch of people together would be like, that's great. I mean, both ways are good. I'm glad it's good. Solo, solo friendly. Yeah. Um, but uh, almost spilt my coffee. Yeah, whatever was going on there. <laughs> weird. A little fear in Bo in the middle of that sentence. Yeah. But um, I just whenever I see Sea of Thieves, I immediately think of like playing with people. It's just you know I, I kind of I, I'm kind of Jones into to play again. 
All right. Well, there yeah, you go. It's it's cool. I didn't get a lot. Again, I'm not a lot of time spent on it, but I just figured I'd talk about it. And if you're a fan of Monkey Island, I think you you owe it to yourself to play it. Um, you I think, think I should play that. Monkey Island first, then play the content? I I mean, yes. I think you should play the Monkey yeah. Island games. You should play through. Especially that new Island one's game. really good. Although I'm yeah, I mean, the, the problem is, is I just think so much of what's in there is referential humor mm. to like, it's definitely not introducing the jokes. It's the like, here's the layup for the fans, you know, like mm-hmm. I didn't see anything in it where I was like, that's new and hilarious. Like it's a lot of, you know, asking the guy about loom is a, it's a, meta joke on top of an old joke Damn, it's i have no idea what you're talking about when you say that <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about when you say they attempted to do cross promotion Great. back when monkey island came out and there was a character wearing oh. a sign that said ask me about loom which was an upcoming lucas arts game yeah i remember the box cover for loom i never <laughs> played you, it and when sure you talk to you him meant. he would tell you how great loom was gonna be so it was like a guy inside a video game trying to sell you on the next video video game oh, and right. now loom it th- nobody cares about loom except that it's a thing you ask pirates about now so <laughs> well see now bo you gotta go catch up and then you'll know all about loom but yeah i think you should play the monkey island games you're not gonna you know if they're of a time you're not gonna fall over laughing but mm-hmm. i think they're still, charming class- and their classic game can be still can still hit yeah you know? that's true uh, awesome. You'll get to see the inspiration for Stanley Billings. He's in there. So, oh yeah, that's you know. right. You're uh, you you go deep in that. I mean, that's a big part of you. Your fabric yeah. that game. Yeah, Stan S. Stanman is based on. How is Remnant Two? Because no, I, let's talk about wrestling. Oh, you first, want wrestling I'm first? Gonna spend, right. I'm gonna spend more. I like to end on my big games. All right. I know you go the other way, Scott, but I like to end. on No, I like games. this sandwich. Let's do it. All right, wrestling. Frog wrestling. Twenty two K twenty three, baby. What's going on yeah, in there? I'm gonna keep this one pretty brief because I'm mostly just gonna talk about what we're doing this week and next week. Uh, so yeah, continuing more frog wrestling. We had some. We've had debuts uh, a lot. Uh, this week, we uh, had the surprise debut of Patrick Beja oh, yeah. um, show up. Yep. Uh, he he showed up in the very match you're showing, Scott, as a surprise partner for uh, Randy Jordan. Hmm. Um, don't know what those two might have had in common in the past that would get them to unify. but uh, Just sexual experiences. It's fine. <laughs> and it's fine. Uh, so I did say a lot last week that uh, this week we were going to be doing the second free preview is what we've been building up to finding out who's going to challenge for all the belts. You know, we know who's challenging basically for every belt except yours, which I guess I'll reveal here. Here's here's the big reveal. Garrett Weinzerl is going to be challenging Scott. Oh, shit. I've run the numbers and Garrett has the best win percentage of anybody i mean patrick has a 100 percent win rate but he's only been he's only one had match, one so match he, yeah. he doesn't count yeah uh so garrett is going to be challenging for for your belt uh bo got close to challenging for the dragon beef title he came up a little bit short so brian ibbett is going to be challenging for the dragon beef title 
Uh, Patrick and Randy are going to be challenging for the TMS tag titles. And uh, Scott Kim Johnson going to oh. be challenging for the women's title. Good Lord. She's but very, she's we're very not excited. doing that this week. Not this week. Okay. Uh, I, I need more time to prepare for that. This week's going to be a crazy week with the kids going back to school, with me just starting to feel better. Uh, so this week, we're doing a crossover. We are officially going to have a There Will Be Dungeons event <laughs> this week. <laughs> yeah. And the matches this week is going to be uh, basically Kristen, Kyle, Scott, myself, and Bo all fighting our alter egos from There Will Be Dungeons, except for Bo, who is the DM. He will be fighting Diane Talis. Uh, and that's going to that's gonna be the matches. This I, week, I certainly so. struggled to, to match your talent at the accent, so it's a fair... I've got my work <laughs> cut out for me. we uh, got to do payback for uh, Bo doing Diane Talis dirty, so, uh, you know, not that I'm... Picking favorites, but I hope Diane Talis wins. Yeah. Uh, Maybe if we ever play D&D again, I will kill less of the character NPCs you like. Not that I did it on purpose. It's just how things ended up, but, you know, uh-huh. I'll try and nudge the, the dice a little bit, maybe, or something. <laughs> Some of them so. survive sometimes. Uh, now, whether they stick around, I'll ask. I'll find out if people dig the idea of them sticking around and becoming regulars. I mean, wrestling's so theatrical, I don't think it's crazy to have you know, Nash and Varel and all of them running around competing for titles and stuff. So I kind of like the idea of them sticking around, but if people think it's too weird for fake D and D characters in this weird wrestling thing, I'll just keep it a one-off, but I really like the idea of them being there. So that'll be this week. And then we'll do the free preview the week after. Nice. Nice. Uh, well, there's Patrick. I just want to make sure to get video Patrick. Look at this, you guys. Yeah. Look at this. Look I at this based guy. him on, yeah, he's got his scarf. Uh, <laughs> he, here was my, here was my goal with Patrick. Uh, I wanted him, him dirty with those boots. <laughs> I wanted him to look like uh, a street fighter character. Cause he plays so much street fighter. Yeah. He loves fighting. So the idea is that he's good at wrestling because he plays a lot of street fighter. Yeah. Uh, my first attempt to make Patrick was offensively French. <laughs> <laughs> what, like a little beret on? and like, yeah, yeah, he had a beret for the entrance and a scarf and the little striped shirt and the suspenders and that like high water pants. I basically Googled stereotypical French person and made it in the game. I love it. And uh, I was like, well, I shouldn't do that. That seems wrong. Uh, and then... I I was like, well, he loves uh, he loves Street Fighter, so I based I, I based him on I was like, what Street Fighter character is from France? And I found one, and I loosely based him on that. I don't know what yeah, the character is. Must, I want to see it. It must have been so much worse because like his current outfit for the listeners has the French flag streaked all. Across. Oh yeah, it does. Look, so he's look still, I even he's told French him I was gang. like, I had to throw a little like too much French in there for yeah. sure. Uh, let me see. Who is he? French. Patrick's like, you know, there's fighter. more to my identity than, you know, my than being able. That's who he's based on. He's based on oh, a fighter character. Abel. Abel. Yeah. 
is isn't he finished now anyways like doesn't he live he well, is he lives there you know, but we gotta like, we gotta lean into so yeah if you look up abel you'll see i kind of went with that color palette abel's got the french flag on him and some pictures so i put the french flag on all right, him. well he looks great i mean you know i'm just i'm backseat i'm backseat character creating sorry john well it's yeah. fun to watch. Well, I mean, you have the Canadian flag on your ass and VR goggles on your head. Like, it's yeah, not unheard of for me to go a little hard on things. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. It's hard for, as a Canadian, it's hard to feel stereotyped even when it's happening because it's always like, you guys are so nice. You guys have, like, so happy you have your health care. Like, you know, this is everything. Yeah, everything's our, like a compliment. Like, our, our stere- yeah, so our stereotype of you is so weird and different than everybody else's, yeah. which is just yeah. the way it is. Uh, well, it looks like uh, a blast as usual. Uh, so check out. Oh man, I got to be there this week. I got to figure out how to be there. I hate Wednesdays to I'm see uh, to see the there will be done. Oh yeah, they look great. Yeah, my goodness, the great. entrances for them alone are so good. Yeah, it's very very good. So if you haven't uh, been keeping up, it's all up on Craftless Rogue on YouTube, all the archives and the live stuff on uh, Twitch on Wednesdays. Yep. Uh, John, now we'll talk about your big game of the week. How do you like? Yeah. That Remnant more. 2 is the game. <gasps> Whoa. Holy shit, you guys. This game is so good. Yeah. Uh, I have, like, I started excited for this game. I started talking to you about it going, yeah, it's pretty good. And over the course of the past week, I have absolutely fallen in love with this video game. Whoa. Um, I think the so I was a little hesitant at first because what happened uh, is... After the uh, after the show last week, I still stand by that I think you can decide whether or not content is for you from reading it. But yeah. I did say, you know what? If I'm going to talk shit about Diablo 4 season, I should at least play it. Yeah. So I loaded up the Diablo 4 season, and uh, I was bored out of my mind within the first 30 minutes and went, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. Uh, I can't imagine investing another second into this. Yeah. Uh, and I shut it off and I went, all right, let's uh, let's play Remnant 2 instead. And I think going from Diablo to Remnant 2, I went in expecting more of the Diablo DNA because it's got, uh, for those who don't know, it always gets kind of simplified down as uh, Dark Souls with guns. But it's got... Dark Souls DNA, it's got Diablo DNA, it's got um, Destiny DNA kind of all in what what makes that game. Um, and so I think going from Diablo to Remnant, I went in expecting a little more of the Diablo. Mm. And it it's not there. <laughs> it is not a it is not a third person ARPG by any stretch of the imagination. Like there's a reason they put Dark Souls primary front and center the game is difficult the game is meant to be played at a more methodical pace uh because you can get punished very easily for being a little too reckless and a little too haphazard with how you play um but there is a lot of diablo dna in there and we'll talk about it uh so at first i was like eh, it's okay you know yeah it's all right um I went back into it after a bit of a break and said, you know what? Okay, let's let's treat this game like I'm playing a Dark Souls. And that's when it really clicked for me. And I haven't been able to put it down since Mm. this game is so good. Uh, I haven't felt this way about a game like this since Elden Ring. (laughs) 
Um, it's the gunplay in it is perfect. Mm. Like I, I can't stress how well they've landed the shooting in this video game. It feels flawless. Mm. Like guns feel different and they feel like, you know, Oh, there's a strength to using this gun. There's a benefit to it. Um, there's a reason you want to use this weapon. The world feels full of like interesting mysteries and intrigue. I kind of wrote them off. I was kind of just mainlining the, the quest for the first bit. And because somebody told me they're like, Oh, you don't have to go into these optional areas. Like those are optional. You can just follow the main quest. And I did that and I ended up kind of underpowered and undergeared for the things I was facing. And I was having a really hard time with it. And when I started over and started like really trying again uh, to play the game with kind of new eyes, I went in and was like, no, I'm going to do the side content. And some of that stuff is unbelievably hard. The things it's asking you to do, but so rewarding when you complete it, you feel so good about yourself for, you know, like I've really achieved something here Mm. and um, it, it just plays really well. It has that sense of exploration, that thing where you go, you know what? I wonder if I could get up there and then you find a way to get up there and there's a cool secret. And it has the, the kind of dark souls element of layers of secrets. So like I found a key and I couldn't tell right away what that opened. And then after a lot of exploring, I found a lockbox, and both of those things just went into my inventory and then I noticed that if I examined the lockbox, I could examine the keyhole. And if I did that, I could use that key on that. But I could also turn that lockbox in to somebody who was looking for it. Once I opened it, because I opened it, because screw turning it in, uh, <laughs> there was a seed. I could give that seed to somebody. Or I could take it home and plant it in the garden at my base. And the benefits and perks that it gives you, depending on your choices that you make, vary. Uh, I encountered a boss yesterday that I had to fight a ton. Uh, He was very challenging for me. And he's a completely optional boss. You can pay him. Like, he basically is like, pay tribute to me or fight. And I chose fight. And I don't know if I made the right choice because I'm talking to other people now and it seems like he was a dick, but maybe he was like, the better, <laughs> the lesser of two evils that I killed, but yeah. I killed him and I'm living with that decision. Um, but it changes what items you get. And that's the other thing that's so crazy about this game is the randomness to it. I've made multiple different characters and it has not been the same game any of the times that I played it. Now, you can get to same bosses, same hubs within it, but right now, the gameplay you're watching is me in a forest. Yeah. And I started in this forest uh, twice between the five times I've made a character to play around with the randomness. But both times that I started in the forest, it was in completely different versions of this forest. It was not the same. And... Other times, uh, one time I started in a gothic village full of what looked like vampires. I've now since learned they're fae, they're like elves. But I thought they were vampires at first. 
And uh, another time I started in a sci-fi city full of robots and mutants. Oh, weird. And you will go to all of these places, so you will see them. But even on my current playthrough, when I wound up in the uh, vampire elf village, uh, the first time I went there, I was in like these ramshackle homes and, you know, running through the streets and everybody yelling at me in a Cockney accent and shooting guns at me and stuff. When I got there on my second playthrough, uh, I was in a royal palace full of Tyrials, <laughs> like <laughs> angels. Yeah. And it's kind of wild how different your campaign will be. Again, you will still fight the same bosses. You will see repeated content. It's not like it's 100% new, but it's enough to where when you reroll the campaign or you make a new character, it's not going to be literally the exact same experience that you had the first time. And I think there is something so cool about that. To know that if I do this again, if I complete the campaign and go back through, it's going to feel different. Hmm. And I, I'm so excited about that. Like, that, that's such a cool thing for me. Um, Crap. I'm going to have to get this then. I was on the fence. I was already kind of trigger finger in it going, should I? And then John was like, yeah, so far it seems neat. And I'm like, okay, that makes it sound like I can wait till I get home before I make any decision. If you scrub forward a little bit, you can see a boss fight. Um, the boss fights in this game are really crazy uh, oh, yeah, because they're they're not challenging in the like, oh, it just soaks up a lot of bullets kind of way. They're challenging in in other in other ways. They're almost like puzzles. So, for example, this you see me fighting a statue. The statue isn't the boss. That big thing with the red eye at the end of the thing is the boss. Mm. But the statue is the immediate problem. And when you take down the statue, the boss uses its health to regenerate the statue. So fighting the statue is an effective way to fight the boss. Problem is, is that once you do that once and you realize that's you fight the boss uh the boss starts shooting a one hit kill laser down the path while you're still trying to deal with the statue and it becomes this puzzle of knowing where to stand and where to shoot and how to fight the hands at the same time um another one that gets a lot of attention it's a very early boss so it's it's not like a big spoiler or anything uh there's one where you're in a maze and there are giant cubes floating above the maze and rolling through the maze and if they roll on top of you they crush you and you die instantly and all you have to do is shoot all of these little white uh boxes that are on the cubes to kill the boss and not get crushed and it sounds like a really simple premise and it makes for a really awesome boss fight. Um, but it's uh, it's really challenging and really cool. And it's, again, not challenging in the sense that, oh, it takes so many shots to kill the cube. And that doesn't matter. It's challenging in the like gameplay sense of challenge. Which is something they had. I read this. The dev said that one of the chief complaints of the first game, which was also beloved. People really like that first game. Um, was that the boss fights were kind of bullet sponge fights and they wanted to change that. And so now from what I hear from you and others is that they really did. They made made every boss fight way more meaningful than that. Um, you know, just a more creative way of taking down stuff 
and less about just how many times do you shoot it. I think that's that's that bows really well for this game. Let me ask you this: Does it does it feel like you're backtracking a lot when you die and stuff? Because I usually hate that in Souls likes. No, you can see this is the this is the first boss of the first area, and you can see that's the run back to your restart. Okay, that's it. You that's... run up a hill. There's no penalty for dying, um, so you're kind of expected that it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so you just sort of go, all right, well, you don't have to go get your souls back or anything like that. Like they just know that you're going to die and you just go and you keep trying till you get it. They seem to always place a checkpoint right before a big challenge. So they don't want you having to do big long runs back. It can happen if you die out in the world to, you know, the kind of stuff you're not really supposed to die from. Mm. Uh, you can end up, but they're pretty liberal about where they put teleports and checkpoints and stuff like that. It's pretty easy to navigate the world and not have to not have to do a lot of backtracking to get back somewhere that you don't want to. Um, and if you play smart, you're not going to respawn enemies in a big way uh, all that frequently. So. You know, I haven't had to feel like I was doing the same thing over and over again for no reason. Right. Usually it's because I did die or something crazy happened. Oh, it looks like and fun. I'm going to have to get it. Because you just, just, you just described so cool. three, three or four of the things I don't like about Souls Likes you just said aren't in this game. I don't want to go get my souls back and I don't want to rerun tons of content to get back to a boss. You just basically solved my problem. <laughs> I don't yeah, mind and the difficulty. You don't like the animation speed, and this game is guns, so it's not really a problem. It's not really the same issue, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it! I mean, you're playing this on Steam. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's got uh, it's got co-op. Seems like it's really designed with co-op in mind. I'm actually playing on. Uh, for me, I've tried multiple difficulties. I've tried, I think, all of them at this point. And for what I'm looking for, I have found the right challenge in the easiest difficulty. I just find that like for the type of game I want to play by myself, um, that seems to feel about right. Uh, if I was playing with other people though, I would definitely crank that difficulty up. It feels like it's just designed with more of that in mind. This boss so, is wild. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Does lots it, of stuff going on and this is literally just boss number one. So when he just goes uh, and shits on that robot again and then the robot's back. <laughs> it's such a cool game. And because the premise of the story is you're visiting these alternate uh, worlds, uh, these different realities and stuff, um, a very diverse looking game. Yeah. Like you, it's not all forest. It's not all fantasy. Like sometimes you're in a weird sci-fi, you know, dystopia and, sometimes you're you're in a fantasy land like it's just it's nuts how much variety they get out of it so uh it is one of the coolest games i've played this year awesome all right damn it i have to get this uh let's <laughs> swing on over to Bo. Bo, you finished yakuza I like did. a dragon what the frick how the hell i did did you yeah. do that and i've almost 100 percent of the steam achievements just working on the true final millennium tower yeah <clears throat> All I got to say is uh, if you're playing this game and you drop off, you should go back and stick with it because especially if you've played any other Yakuza's, but even if you haven't, 
It gets so good at the end. Tell me about this end game because I didn't even know that was a thing. It's called the True Final Millennium Tower, and what do you do? Um, yeah, so I mean, well, there's be spoilers if you show this for the story. Oh, there will be. So, I don't want to give spoilers. Yeah, if you're showing it on the stream. Yeah. Uh, basically, the last level is a dungeon. It's called the Millennium Tower. So when you finish it, you're finished the game, but you can keep playing. Like usually at the end of Yakuza games, you can keep playing to finish the mini games and side content you haven't done. So because this is an RPG, you can go do the fight. Once you beat the millennium tower, then you can beat the final millennium tower. And then once you beat the final millennium tower, then you can then go beat the true final millennium tower, (laughs) but it's just replaying the last dungeon over and over again, but achievements are behind it. And I'm, I'm two achievements away from maxing, and one of the achievements is getting all the achievements, so I'm really one away. And that's beating, everything's like level 90 to 99, and they hit like houses, and so I'm just like, I'm, gr- I'm my guys are like level mid-80s, so I don't have much more to go. I'm just grinding up and going to beat that last dungeon. And then I'm going to 100% the game. I've 100%ed all the side missions, everything, uh, except for mini games. I don't think I'm going to do Mahjong, but... Um, yeah, all the important side quests I've done. And I got to say the story, the story is like, I mean, it's not surprising because I've played other Yakuza games, but the story gets really melodramatic and they really put Ichiban through the ringer, even as the game progresses further to the point where, you know, Mr. Positive Ichiban loses his mind and is like a rage monster. And he, he needs, there's one mentor out there who can help set him straight. And it's, it's such an awesome reveal. It's so good. Um, the story is amazing. Like I'm like, this probably should have been game of the year, the year it came out. It just didn't play in 2020. And like this, honestly, like I'm having more fun with this than like Diablo four, for example. I mean, different games and they don't really compare, but this it's up there with disco Elysium. In terms of story. Wow. Like it doesn't accomplish it doesn't accomplish like the, the level of choice and variability, but just in terms of like I'm crying at the end of this thing. You know, I'm in tears at the last chapter. Really? It, it, the story is so good. Yeah, I mean, Yakuza usually one of the things they do well is write a good story that's, you know, kind of the samey, but you know, it's melodramatic. Um, this one hurts more because Ichiban is such a nice guy. Like in the other Yakuza's, you know, it's like it's uh, Godfather type stuff. It's family drama. You know, I you put one of mine in the hospital, I put one of yours in the morgue. That kind of business. Yeah. But Ichiban's just like a n- nice boy, and just you know, just needs some guidance. And like they really, it gets kind of like dark and shitty, like oh, for him, honestly. And you know, um, the last sort of scene, it's like the act. I didn't do the Japanese sub, and I'm glad I didn't. I'm watching English voiceover. Yeah. The guy who plays Ichiban like deserves an Academy <laughs> Award. Like honestly, like just like the pure pathos at the end, where he's just like pleading with another character over something. It's beautiful, and everyone should play this game to the end, even if you just skip the side stuff. Like it's it's so good. And I didn't know this, but George Takei does the voice of. Uh, the Arasawa-san, uh, Arakawa-san, the, mm-hmm. the um, patriarch of the Arakawa family, mm-hmm. like, in the start. So, like, it, yeah. Anyways, awesome experience. I loved it. You mm-hmm. should, I know you're liking Remnant 2, John, but I know you know the, <laughs> uh, the joys of a good Yakuza game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it feels weird. I want to play it, yeah. 
it feels weird to be playing it in a time where Diablo and Baldur's Gate and Remnant 2 and Final Fantasy 16 are all out. But I, I think like if you haven't played this, this might... I'm not gonna say better be like that kind of conversation, but like if you, it's on that level. Even though it looks like a goofy, sometimes it's goofy and weird and like not that good. Um, in some ways, you know, like there's no, no actual have, dragons. Or I monsters, have zero but. doubt that I would love this game um, when you're ready the, for to it. To me, the only recommend. issue was it, it overlaps in that whole like you know playing Final Fantasy on stream. And it was always that game of like, do I play this for content or do I play it for fun? And not being able to decide that has been like the stasis on that decision. So I started playing it for content and then people were like, oh, I'm leaving. I don't want spoilers. Like a lot of people want to play this. So I just decided I haven't streamed in like a week. I've just been playing it on my own. <laughs> just take it offline and get through. It's, it's a beautiful game. Yeah. Anyway, it's great. I recommend it highly. Nice. Here's Ichiban. Yeah. You too. He says. He says, you too. And by the way, here's, and Ichiban even does uh, his impression of what happens when video game developers displease their shareholders. Uh, oh, check right it here. out. Oh, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> he is so funny about the way he does this stuff. <laughs> like, that, I've played far enough in to get enough of, you know, I'm, I'm well past where he gets his hair. All so curly. part of the investment mini game is you have shareholders meetings. And at the shareholders <laughs> meetings, the shareholders are reaming you out. Oh. And if you run out of points in order to deal with their objections, Ichiban can jump in with his ultimate and give, he has three levels of apology. And the biggest one is he jumps from the desk and goes, please accept our humblest apologies. And he gets on the ground. It's like, yeah. boom, boom. Big giant yeah. text. That's It's kind of like how they handle when they have encounters. It's like mysterious men or. Um, yeah, I love the names for the encounters. They're yeah. so good. Yeah. Street toughs. Street toughs. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> And so like good. I said, like I said, the 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 character appearances because this is an original story. So you're like, I don't know any of the characters, but there's seven other Yakuza games. Let's just say some of the characters from the other Yakuza games show up, and it, it it's it's joyous. It's mm. pure joy. You're just <laughs> like, oh my god, I love I love that this is happening right now. Um, so yeah, on a I'm scale from one to anymore. ten, how excited are you for the follow up, the next one? Where he's naked uh, on the beach. 52. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% guaranteed. It's like when one you of the see best him naked on the beach in America, that's you're ready now. I go, yeah. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to, I mean, I don't even know how they're going to top what they did. I, 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 The story, like, it gets sad. Like, that's the thing is it's such a silly, goofy thing, but they don't, they're not like, well, this is a comedy, so we're just going to do funny shit. They actually like they break him down and have, you know, it's on the level of like, yeah, they hurt him. <laughs> like they, they hurt. He's, he's a nice lovable guy and he's going to be hurt in very profound ways. By the way, shout out Jun, uh, Han. Uh, he's one of the characters you pick up. He's a ex Kombi or ex Jingon mafia guy. He's Korean living in Japan yeah. and he's had reconstructive surgery. So he's actually not the person who he appears to be, but he's choosing to live his life. Mm. as Jungi Han mm. as a body double and uh anyways he he's not like a funny character he does everything perfectly so all of his moves are just badass as hell mm. like he's the one non-comedic character and he's just like incredible at everything all the time wow um that voice line you played at the start of the show was Zhao right I think, I think. so here it is intruders yeah he's the one the uh it's kind of a boss fight he's got he's got glasses on yeah 
Yeah, yeah. so he's one of the other playable characters you're going to get, although he starts off as an enemy. I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah. Zhao's, all the characters are great. So Zhao's someone you, you play as as well. He's the leader of the um, of the Chinese. That's well, not called Chinese Mafia in that one, but of the Liu Meng. Or Liu Meng? Liu Meng? You too. Whoops, sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, looking him up. Nah, I can't find it. Yeah, there. Anyway. That game's crazy. You know what that uh, the Yakuza series reminds me of. Before we move on, it reminds me of how Sega, uh, who you know makes and publishes that game, they or those games, they made um, uh, the Shenmue series, right? And that was supposed to be like, oh yeah, Shenmue changed the way we think about uh, third person character driven, blah blah blah, and it did. It was a big whoop at the time. Um, on the what Dreamcast, I guess. Yeah, Dreamcast. Yeah. And uh, everybody lost their shit. But this was where this was all headed. Or these games, right? Like yeah. Shenmue is is uh, is like a. It feels like a draft for what would become the Yakuza series. In a yeah, weird what's way. the meme? Shenmue walked so that Yakuza could fly. There you go. That's it. Is that a thing? I hadn't even heard that. That's know. great. That might be a thing. You may if you made that up. That's brilliant. No, I'm sure that's a thing. All right. Um, and now in, in this game, you can go get uh, Hong Kongs and alleyways. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Hong Kongs. Yeah, they call it. It's an achievement. You have to get five Hong Kongs from different people. Mm, I think alleyway. I know what those are. It doesn't really explain. It or could be a lot say. of things. Just, just called a Hong Kong. Could be anything. Yeah. If you've All gotten is- a Hong Kong in the alleyway, you know it. And All I know is there, then there was a dude who was really expensive about about it. He charged me a hundred thousand yen. Oh my gosh, that's quite a lot of yen. Yeah, even even but, by yen standards, that's pretty high. But anyways, it was um, yeah. Uh, if you didn't know too later in the game, uh, one of the other side mish games or mini games, yeah, is Mario Kart. Really. <laughs> nice. Well, it's called Dragon Kart. In case, you know, just to entice you further, if you want to like race as Ichiban and have, I'm sorry, like, oils, is it oils. is it a fully fledged like Mario Kart deal? Yeah, I mean, it's not as good as Mario Kart, but it's like you they close off the streets of Kamurocho and um, and uh, Yokohama, and you race. You have little dragon carts, and you have rocket launchers <laughs> and oil slicks and speed. Like it's all this stuff from Mario Kart. I love stuff like that. Like the Mar- You've the given mortal. Scott so much to play. I know, dude. Well, yeah. I've already pl- I'm yeah. already like four hours into that game. I just need to keep going. But I mean, the- you know, the side missions take up a lot of time. You get into the game, you kind of get into wanting to do them. Yeah. But real realistically, the story is like just really well done. Do you like, remember the I MK really- thing in Annihilation, John, or was it Armageddon? It was they called it Motor Combat. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was like yeah. a mini game where they play when they basically are a little car racer. <laughs> I love that in all games. I want every game to have that. I want Elden every- Ring cart or whatever. Elden cart. Oh, that'd be yeah. so good. Yeah. I would take that too. <laughs> Big giant well, bosses, uh, yeah, little yeah, tiny carts. Like a dragon has it. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Good recommendation um, there. I like it. I, I wanted to stop by. These aren't quite games on the, my other things, and I, I won't spend a lot of time on them, but I wanted to just, they're kind of follow ups to our previous conversations. Mm. 
I wanted to I wanted to shout them out. That's okay. Yeah, They're game course. related. Always. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw the Disco Elysium documentary that people makes games. Oh, it's so good. It, I saw this too. It's so good. Sorry. You, go ahead. You watched the whole two hours? I did. It's, I like, saw it's a pretty dry two hours, but like I, I it watched is, it. But I was hooked, and... dude. I was like in. I, I really like this dude at People Make Game. This the host guy. Yeah, he did a he did a great job. Yeah. He was even self-effacing, saying like I wish I would ask this or that. But honestly, the guy like. He did his homework. He explained everything in great detail. I mean, he's, it was fantastic. He's very good. Journalism. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. It's awesome. So, it's, uh, it, it is even like I, I would recommend this to anybody who just is interested in. You know, you want to see something. Uh, you want to see a documentary on Enron because you want to know about the drama that created that mess or or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. It just happens to be about a game company, but the back and no forth. resolution though the no, story because no. it's an ongoing thing so that's the one thing you got to keep in mind is they're just going to present you with everything and then you're going to decide where you land on it yeah. which was very disappointing to me because i really like that game obviously but i don't think i like the creator like i don't like anybody really no, like everyone I, involved like, kind of sucks except the workers like the work some of the workers seemed like they were caught in the middle between the inventors who maybe should own the IP but seem like harassment assholes. Yeah. Like when the when the journalist is like, people are saying you harass them at the job and you're not really well liked there. What do you say? He's like, capitalism is terrible. And it's like, like, like the worst deflection possible, oh, yeah. right? Like yeah. just like absolutely just lay into capitalism instead of addressing the question at all. And, you know, not that anyone should feel bad for missing teeth, but the fact that you're missing teeth also doesn't help you <laughs> in your harassment. Like, someone's like, you've been harassing people. You should be aware that you have a few missing teeth and answer the question. You know? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't mean that. It's I just true. I'm just like, come on. You, you, you fit the stereotype. Please help, please help break it and defend yourself. No, I, I 100% know what you're saying. It's impossible yeah. not to notice it, though. It adds I to mean, it's it. very, like, it's. I'm a big dick and asshole for saying it, but, like, whatever. It's what I'm thinking. I'm being honest with you. I'm like, I'm like, you look like you harass people, but please, this is your chance to be like, yo. And, and he's like, capitalism is terrible. And I'm like, okay, send this man to jail. Um, it was and lame. the investors, I mean, one of the original investors did, like, a child porn book kind of you know like he was acquitted but he was on trial because he wrote a pretty graphic book involving cp and stuff and um you yeah, know and then the, the other money guys the money are guys are like, gross both of them i didn't like him any of them yeah and the two other money guys seemed to be like they knew money like they own malls they know how to screw people but it did seem like they tried to work something out and they had a legitimate problem with harassers in the company and then used the underhanded tactics to eventually oust them when they'd had enough, like it's corporate justice. Yeah. And, and so like, I don't love the people, but I think it's the best thing for the employees. Yeah. And I want to believe what some of the employees say, like we can make a good game, even though it's their world, they created it as kids. Yeah. Like it's, it's their stuff. Yeah. Um, they just have no business interacting with other human beings, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, yeah. and the way, the way you, and they sold their, they sold their creation. I mean, that's where I'm like, I don't think I feel sorry for them that. Yeah. Maybe it belongs to them, but like they sold it. 
and then they proceeded to be like absolute monsters. But I don't know. It's just people's word against each other. So I'm like, I don't like anybody except like the workers. Yeah, I like the girl, and I like the dude. Um, yeah, the guy, the ones that were on the ground, like just trying to make cool shit. They just seem, they seem like the only people I wanted to spend time with. But it's so, was, it's just so yeah. so complicated because it's like that game is an is an aberration. It's like whoa, what new level, right? Everybody wants to achieve what that game pulled off, and then all this bullshit underneath. It's just like it is really yeah. worth your time to watch. It's really fascinating. And yeah. well done. I mean, I can sort of empathize with that guy losing his childhood thing, but he did sell it. And if he's such a creative guy, just come up with some new shit. Like, you know, I mean, it's fine that he wants to sue if he feels he wants to have his day in court and stuff, but I don't. Someone said, where does Corporal Bo land on this? Is like, he sold his IP. Yeah. And then he, you know, and that's. And you got into bed with business people that seem a little shady, honestly. <laughs> like, they have shady past. Like, time to invent some new shit and move on mm-hmm. but judging by how crappy people those creators seem to be like it like i'm just like am i still allowed to like disco elysium like how where do i land on this yeah because i don't want to like a thing made by a bunch of disgusting so, despicable people so are you suggesting so okay i have two questions as the person who hasn't seen this uh i yeah. didn't watch it because i was worried that it might spoil uh something from the story because i didn't know exactly what no, it was and i was it's like it's pretty good nothing. about that nothing. but now that you've said this i realized no that's probably safe is it going to spoil my ability to play the video game when i know the behind the scenes there, so, there is a feeling of that right of uh, i i will admit to this i i it changed it changed my motivation not from like it didn't make me go i'm not playing this game now it made me right. go can i play the game and not think about this I don't right. know. Yeah. That's uh, am I going to be just sitting there thinking about uh, this guy, these people, the conditions they made it the entire time I play the game? Because I do want to play the game. Yeah. Uh, it is also on my want to play list, but so I, I there, don't know. There were a lot of worker interviews for people still working there, um, who consistently said that those people who created the IP did very little work, like. The work on Final Cut, for example, they were asked to come help, and they basically did zero. The, the creators claim they did work, but there's a lot of workers saying, no, they took took a vacation and never came back. And yeah, did they basically did like a, nothing. a 90-day sabbatical and didn't tell anyone what their plans were. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was kind of the case during development, too, where they, act, like they talk and act like they do a lot of work, but really they just kind of act like emperors and people bring their work to them. They're like, this is shit, do it again. And like, they're trying to please these sort of very demanding artists and they admire the creators because they are very creative and have like a unique vision. So like it's in the DNA of the game and they are top billing on the credit, but I'm sort of thinking like a lot of like the best stuff that, especially the best stuff, like the voice acting, that's not the creators. That's the no. team of developers currently working on it. Right. And one of the developers was used to be a friend of the creators when he was he was like a lot younger than them. He's kind of like a Judas in this case or a betrayer, like whatever you want to call it. <laughs> like like he's like I was really young and they played D and D sessions and I got to play with them and I always looked up and admired them. And then later when I got married. My wife was like, you follow those people, but they're kind of assholes. And then like, he sort of, you know, you break up with friends when you realize they're toxic for you. And that's like, that's why I'm still working at the company. They're not good for me. I still admire them, but they're, they're not great people. 
So I think there's enough people working at the company that like it's still kind of okay to be like into this game and whatever. It also makes me feel like whatever comes out next, we should sort of be receptive to, because maybe a lot of the talent is not the creators, but the team of developers they got working at the company. So we'll sure. See. And I just I do want to I do want to be clear. Like I I think that like. I don't necessarily agree with uh, not playing something because you're like, oh, these people did a bad thing, so I can't enjoy something. Like I, everybody make their own decision on that. I'm not saying you can't, you know, skip something for that reason. I'm not ever going to be that person. If I want to play a game, I'm going to play a game. I don't really care how it was made. I'm consuming it at a front level product. But sometimes when you do, you know. When you meet the creator, all of a sudden, it's not the character's voice you're hearing. You're seeing the person behind it coming, bleeding through. That's Mm. what I'm curious if is going to have happened to me. Like when I hear, you know, the the police detective talk, am I going to be thinking of him as his own character or am I going to be thinking of the people in this video? So that's the... um, that's where I, I get stuck because yeah. sometimes it, it breaks that immersion for me, right? Like, yeah. you know, we can all kind of agree that I don't, I don't even get in the comments here, but uh, we can all kind of agree Kevin Spacey did some shady shit, right? Sure. Um, yeah. And he's been acquitted so, of all of his charges, I think, though. I just read the no, other day. just the just the oh. Europe stuff. Just the oh, just Europe they had stuff? a special, okay. I can't talk. Specific charges that happened in London or somewhere in the UK, and, and that stuff was dropped. I don't even I don't know the details yeah. though. And, and yeah. so you know, again, play what you're comfortable with. Like if you if you hear that story and you go, well, now if I watch the movie Seven, it's all I'm going to think about. I can never watch Seven again. That's fine. I just don't think there's any one answer for any single person that says it. My issue for me is if I'm getting immersed in, you know, we'll say seven, and then all of a sudden Kevin Spacey shows up and all I can think about is all the stuff he did. Well, I'm not going to have the same experience that I would have if I didn't know that. Right. It's distracting. That makes sense. No, it's distracting. I agree. That's why I couldn't. uh, It was hard. I still haven't seen it. For all accounts, Baby Driver is one of the coolest movies ever made. Right, I've heard nothing but amazing yeah. things about Baby Yeah, it's Driver. great. It's very but that movie comes out right around the time he is in trouble for all the stuff he did, and he's the bad guy, or he's the main. I guess he's the the antagonist in the movie, and I just couldn't do it. And I'm I. It's not that I admire people who can, but I kind of wish I could just compartmentalize that stuff. It's hard for me. Because it just gets in the way. I'm not chasing morality points or trying to, you know, up my Paragon level so I can put more points into it or anything like that. I just, I play games, I watch movies to be immersed in it. And if the outside stuff bleeds in too much, I'm not going to be immersed. So I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good way to put it. I mean, and I don't think you got to judge yourself, Scott, for that. I think that, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, rebuking myself because I can't be tough about like, Oh, I can't watch movies with a sex offender in it. What's wrong with me? Like, well, you, <laughs> like know, whatever. you know, what helps, in his case. It, you know, like it's okay. What helps in his case is he's done a lot of stuff where he's kind of a slime bag douche in the movies. So when yeah. I, so I probably should see baby driver. He's a bad guy in that. I wouldn't have any trouble with seven because I, if I was, even if I was mad at him, it wouldn't distract me. Cause I'd be like, yeah, you get what you deserve there at the end, buddy. Get out of here. You're dead. Like yeah. he kind of plays a douche in a lot of things and I'd probably get over it. But 
uh, it's probably even an unrealistic standard that we hold any of these people to. And that includes behind the scenes people. So, you know, Blizzard went through this. We've talked about that to death. It's the same kind of thing. I'm, I'm with John. It's just distracting. Like distraction is all we're really talking about here. And that's unfortunate. Like, can I ever really sit down and watch Rick and Morty without thinking about that whole mess? Probably not. Uh, yeah. Can I and like, do- to be clear, part of it for me too, guys, is the chat room starting to get into the whole, Adolf, you know, like uh, Rusty Nails is like Adolf Hitler build roads. Do we cancel his roads that he built or something? Like that's just, that's like Twitter shit. Like that's not really important. Like, I'm sorry. X, I don't like, you mean X shit is what you mean. X. Yeah. X. That's X. X shit. It's online. It's online shit. It's debate Lord shit. Like it, it basically like, no, of course not. Terrible people have written beautiful pieces of music and literature. Like Alice in Wonderland is great, I guess, but you know, that guy. Yes. I like the, I guess. <laughs> I, just don't, on the I don't, I don't know the history very well, but like, you know, I think he was like a CP, you know, he's a pedo. Like, I think, like, you know, there's lots of great things, you know, it's true. But when someone is can actively profit, not only from me playing, but from me telling you, like, if someone, if a, if a pedo is going to get a lot of pedo money for me telling you this is the best game in the universe, I don't want to do that. I'd rather that guy starve. Uh, even if I like the game, I, I, I don't care. Like, there's certain ethical lines where I'm like, I don't need to have integrity in this way. Folks, like if I think if you're a despicable, disgusting human being, which is why I didn't play the Russian Bioshock game, because that money's literally being used to send rockets into apartment buildings uh, of grandma's house. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with that mm. ever. Mm. And like, that's where I'm watching this where I'm like, uh, my, you know, that guy still might still be, I guess he's completely cut out, which is great. But like, if, if some serial harasser that is a horrendous human being, profits from from my our platform not just mine like ours in telling people who listen many people listen to buy the game i'm not some arbiter of art that needs to put art above my humanity so yeah sorry and that's that's kind of why it was really important i think for me to eventually watch this and i kind of think i'm leaning towards like they're good people probably working for the company and maybe it's good that they have a cutthroat investor money guy. They're probably like that at Blizzard and at EA and at all the other companies too. So, and Nintendo, all that. So maybe he's just cut from that cloth and that's okay. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, was, I walked away not liking any of the main characters in, the, in that documentary. Just to put a final cap yeah, on Yeah, the way I walked away from that really liking, like you said, the workers to some degree, but liking the interviewer. I think that guy is really good at what he does he he just seemed like really thorough it was like a lesson in journalism especially games journalism it was really good yeah like and uh, subscribe so, scott like but, and subscribe. yeah like and subscribe by the way that channel is called people make games and it's uh you know pmg for short just go sub to it on youtube yeah and go sub and watch man it was really good i got another quick video to talk about too real quick just to say you guys were right the vampire survivors video by no clip was awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed really learning good. all about Vampire Survivors and its history. Um, always fun to f- <laughs> from a Muppet. The Muppet was great, although it wasn't the highlight for me. It was cute that no, it's a cute little too. thing, especially at the beginning when it's just being silly. But I think there's yeah. a lot of good stuff. It could have been but, worse. Um, but uh, it was fun to see like that he was like he. It wasn't his first tr- trash game. He like made lots of trash game. Like that's just thing. <laughs> it's like just like I mean, make like a bunch of different things. It was interesting. Yeah. And that you know, it, I'm not going to recap it here. We talked a lot about it already, but it was really good. So yeah. I, 
I recommend it as well. Check it out. That's and a no clip. I, and I'm going to, I'm going to make one last little recommendation because it's also something I did this week. And I know Scott, I think did too, but I went to go see Barbie. Yeah. It was great. I, I saw it as well. Yeah. I, I oh, you saw my, it too? Yeah. I took my stepdaughter to go see oh, it. Oh, nice. It, it was very good. I liked it because it was weird. Yeah. yeah it's it was not really good. Nobody taught, everybody wants to get wrapped up in all the, politics real or imagined in it and i'm i've zero tolerance for it i don't i don't give a shit about any of that mm-hmm. what i cared about was that it got weird and it did and it needed to i don't know i don't know how else you make a barbie movie that's non-animated live action barbie this is the movie you make you make anything else i'm not i'm probably not interested i mean there's a, there's a template for this kind of movie from like the 80s and 90s right like yeah you know, uh, you make it about some some nonsense. I, I, I'm trying to think of the movie, like maybe like Flipper or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a yeah, template no. for like this is a product. Here is a storyline came to life, and now yeah. it's and my best friend. Yeah. Instead, I think you know, very very surprised that Mattel agreed to it. You know, to like address actual current day discussion and provide a perspective i think to get the conversation going about a lot of these things i think it was very astute about it's funny because it's the barbie movies but really it's about the kid <laughs> ryan gosling was amazing ryan gosling was so good he's and, so ripped and, bo he's your age what, what's your excuse why are you not that i know man <laughs> <laughs> wow scott you really came after bo with that one <laughs> he's like, what's your, look at ryan why can't you be like ryan you fat piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> wow it came out more harsh than I meant it. <laughs> Holy shit, Scott. Way more harsh Scott, than I meant it. Scott, Scott, I am Knuff. You're Knuff, that's right. No no spoilers, yeah, Knuff. No, that movie, was, that movie was just, it was well written. Like, obviously, if you want more to learn more about women's studies and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff, there are places to go. But they created a movie that is a, that is a um, very popular, so a lot of eyeballs are going to see it, uh, onboarding ramp to those kinds of conversations to people who might not like it. And I'm seeing a lot of like dudes that don't like it and they assume, and then the women are like, no, it's a good movie. You're just an idiot. You know, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. And you know, and it just proves its own point too, because transformers doesn't have to be well-written for it to make a million bucks, but the Barbie movies gotta be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like, it proved its own point (laughs) just by existing. It was, Look at Scott in there with his right. Yes, thank body. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, ripped like Gosling. I always call myself. Um, yeah, it's a, this is, it's a. It's also in some ways, it's also just stupid. In other ways, it's kind of really intelligent. In other ways, it's like funny and then poignant. Yeah, my favorite and, part was like when the construction workers are like, "Woo, woo, nice ass," and and then and then Barbie's like, "We don't have genitals," and then there's one guy in the corner who's like, "That's okay." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was su- he was super down. He's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that <laughs> made me laugh so hard. That guy was I think down it was regardless. A- it was pretty good. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah, it's fun, you guys. It's a fun movie. <laughs> Don't get tied up in all the bullshit around it. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. all right, let's move on to our break. When we come back, we got dear Martha. We got some other news to wrap up. We got some calls. Well, one call and one email. Lots of fun stuff around the corner, so you don't want to go too far, all right? Don't leave us. Just go pee and get drinks or whatever. We'll do the same, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned. 
And we're back, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, it is now time for us to play a little uh, Dear Martha. And if you don't know what that is, well, then you haven't been around very long. It's a thing John put together, and we've got some a uh, little bit of gamification going in the last few times. I'm really enjoying this. So, John, uh, tell us what we're doing, and uh, we'll we'll go for it. What do you got here? Uh, today we are doing a game show version of Dear Martha. I'm going to read a review from Steam uh, for a particular game. Review might apply to any of these games, but I picked it from one game in particular. I'm going to read the review. Now, this review actually does say the name of the game in it, so I have replaced anywhere where they say it with this game. So if you, or if you hear me say this game, this is the title. All right. Uh, erased. I'm then going to give you four options of the game that it was written for, and you are to guess which game it came from. Excellent. Here goes. My dearest Martha. In its current state, I won't be recommending this game. If it comes on a subscription service, maybe on consoles, it's worth a try as the PC port is struggling for me. In my eight hours of gameplay, I really enjoyed the visuals, but beyond them is something that could have used less is more. Less dialogue, more emergent gameplay sequences. Cutscenes are awkward AF. The English dub isn't great. I would say it's acceptable. The combat is so-so, with interesting upgrades, but something is lacking to make it super punchy. Platforming is doo-doo. Some puzzles were confusing. Some checkpoints were weird. I accidentally softlocked myself by by taking the equivalent of a key into a save room. Luckily, there are multiple saves, so good on that. Also sucks that shaders need to be downloaded upon starting the game, so you'd think you've updated only to have to wait for some more shaders. The silver lining is for this game is the visuals and designs of the game and world. They're the best thing about the game. Yours in this life and the next... Cat on Ice. Oh my gosh, Bo, do you have any idea what that is? Well, uh, let me give you your four options. Oh, that's here. right. You're giving us four to choose. That's right. Um, and I took it easy on you. I think you can actually probably figure this one out from the options I've given. I think. I think. We'll see. All right. Uh, is it A, Genshin Impact? Is it B, Lost Ark? Is it C, VR Chat? Or is it D, Atomic Heart? Save rooms. I'm going to say Atomic Heart because it's the only one that would have like rooms to save something in. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Because that's the part that's getting stuck locked. Yeah, yeah, the other know. two games probably have suicide, but slash, you know, <laughs> you can kill yourself and respawn somewhere. Yeah. Um. Although I could see it happening in Genshin Impact. Yeah, but they don't have save rooms, right? The only good thing about it is the graphics. I guess that applies to both Genshin and Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart is pretty. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with Atomic Heart as well. Yeah, I think we agree. Both going with Atomic Heart. Was this a review for Atomic Heart? Yes, it was. Oh my gosh, we did. We got double winners today. Uh, yeah, Genshin Impact is not even on Steam. VR Chat really isn't a ah. game. 
per se. Yeah. So this was really coming right down to Lost Ark and Atomic Heart, and uh, I felt like you could probably figure out between them. I felt a little bad after the one where I said has bugs in it and listed all the Fallout games, so <laughs> I had to take it a little easier on you yeah. this week. I like this uh, no, this twist. It's question. fun. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like I like a little gamification in the show. It's nice, you know. Like this. Additional news. How about this? Assassin's Creed Mirage is three times shorter than Valhalla was. It's probably a good thing. That game was too long. <laughs> probably good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're oh. saying 20 to 30 hours is what we're getting out of this new one. You know, that's a good length. Yeah. For me, that feels like about what we got out of Origins. And Origins is, I, I know we disagree on a bunch of points with Origins, but Origins is maybe my favorite overall. And I, part of it is because... That game isn't eternal. Like, I can see the end of the tunnel in that game. Yeah, and that's my biggest complaint about Odyssey. Much as I love Odyssey, it's long. It goes and goes and goes. It's so long and complicated that I I think I beat it. (laughs) I can't even really say for sure. I feel like I saw an ending. So uh, I'm kind of with you. Like, you know, again, to to use a quote that I've never heard in my life, Mm. it's a good length. There you go. You've never heard it in, well, in the right context anyway. <laughs> so yeah. this, I think this is right. I think they're I think they're making smart moves with Assassin's Creed Mirage. I agree. I'm actually really looking forward to that one. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Also, uh, Nintendo Switch 2 already in the hands of developers. Uh, select high-end developers have them. Yep. Launching in 2024, Ooh. according to a report, if it is to be believed. Uh, let's see here. That would be about right. We've talked about this recently, but here's what is rumored. None of this is confirmed. Uh, that the new system would work in both uh, docked and portable mode, similar to the Switch. The console uh, may use, not will, but may use an LCD screen, not OLED, in an effort to manage costs. I think that'd be mm. a mistake after doing an OLED version of the Switch. Yeah, kind of like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's rumor. I don't rumor, want gr- to grumble over rumors, but... It seems weird to release a version of your console specifically to cater to something, and then the next version comes out and you do it again? Yeah, it's weird. I agree. I don't know if I hold too much credit to that particular uh, rumor, but it's also the the system will supposedly support physical games through the cartridge slot and digital games. Duh. There's no supposedly. Of course it will. It'll do that. I, what I want to hear is a rumor that says Nintendo figured out how the internet and accounts <laughs> on the internet work. Well, and that's and they have. So previous reports say Nintendo, quote, will keep the same account system on its next console for ease of use. We'll see. OK, we've been promised other things before and they've failed and at that. So John is right to be uh, skeptical and I am as well. So we'll see. But this is. Uh, you know, floating around. The main, the main difference here between this and previous rumors is uh, top-end devs, I guess, have behind the scenes uh, admitted that they have dev kits. So so we'll see. Brand new Switch. It needs to be significantly more powerful, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, powerful enough to run the store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a slideshow That's the of a only store. thing they upgrade. I'll say that was worth, worth it. I might buy it. It's a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hasbro wants Transformers games on Game Pass, but they are lost on a hard drive somewhere. Literally. Bo, you found this story. No, I didn't. Oh, this is John. What the yeah. hell happened? I've never heard this before. Is this why I can't play that rad 
shooter game they made a few years ago or whatever. It's just gone. So, yeah, they don't sell some of these games anymore uh, because uh, rights changed. And uh, Hasbro now wants them to be released on uh, as part of Game Pass. And they're hopeful that this will happen because it looks like the Microsoft acquisition of Activision is going to happen. Yep. So uh, they're they're hopeful. But when asked um, where it's going to be, let me find the actual quote here. Uh, During an interview with Transformers World, the Hasbro team said, sadly, apparently Activision's not sure what hard drives they're on in the building. (laughs) When a company eats a company that eats a company, things get lost. And that's very frustrating. Hope is now that the deal is moving forward with Microsoft and Xbox, they'll go through all of the archives and every hard drive to find it all because it's an easy Game Pass ad. We want those games back up for people to have a chance to play. I agree. Well, maybe Activision shouldn't lay off so many people. Why don't you, do the esports guys say you're now working in the game archives division? Let's go. Yeah, right. Uh, the game we want, though, is, let's see, is it Fall for, Fall of Cybertron? Is that the one I really like? So yeah, I so actually, I can help them. Oh, you have two of these games. I can give yeah. it to them. <laughs> I installed today, inspired by this article, I installed Transformers War for Cybertron on yeah. my on Steam. I have it right now. Is it War uh, or games, Fall man. that is the best one? Which is the one that everyone loves? They're both good. Same studio. I heard they're both good. Yeah, yeah. They're both okay. good. Both I'm starting good. with War because it's the first one. So can you play? Uh, uh, yeah, War is the first one, follows the next, but they're the same studio. But both, I played them multiple times. Both just as good. Yeah, oh, great, they're not. I, they, you can't buy them new. I don't think. Can you? Yeah. No. So I have them yeah. in my Steam Locker because I bought them at the time, and Steam still honors your purchase. So I can, I can still get it off the Steam server. Steam has it. Contact yeah. Gabe. Yeah, call Downloaded Gabe. Downloaded it today. <laughs> this seems like spite. They're just like, no, we don't want to ask Gabe for help. Again, in oh man, I want to play this right now. Do you own it? I don't own it. That's the problem. Is oh, I don't no. own it. And I, I went to the no. I went to the Steam discussion board thing, and it has here's a link to the store. And I went there, and it just takes me to Steam.com now. It doesn't go yeah. anywhere. So I wish John, I could somehow share it. Send it to you. <laughs> I, I mean, feel, I feel like we just set up a lot of listeners who are like they just found out they can't buy this now, and they're yeah. like. But now I have to have it because yeah. I've been told I can't have it. Yeah, no. I was a- so happy to find that I bought these games back in the day. I went through a phase. Now I'm in the phase where I like Transformers and I want to spend dumb amounts of money on Transformers for me, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. But mm-hmm. that's where I'm at in life. Sure. I must be middle age now because it sounds like a crisis. <laughs> and... So, but apparently back in the day, I also went through a phase where I thought I liked Transformers without knowing anything about Transformers. And I bought a bunch of games and a bunch of stuff without knowing anything about it. And I got both of these games as a result. So I've never been happier about a way in the past decision than that, because I'm going to play these games. That's kind of crazy that Devastation's also not available. Yeah, none of this is. Because the whole license ran out, I guess. I guess so. But Hasbro saying we'd love to do it and kick it out again. So I don't know, Activision, you dicks, just sitting around, <laughs> just sitting around sucking on we your don't wow know money. What hard drive it's on? There's so many hard drives. And then Codex <laughs> like we're doing fine with Call of Duty. We don't need to transform anymore. 
Well, he's probably holding it for ransom. Like, we could look for it, but please give me $100 million or something like yeah. that. I still say I don't think that guy's ever played a video game. I stand by it. Uh, Hasbro, oh, we talked about that. Let's see. ESRB suggests there should be facial recognition on games to provide parental consent. Gets uh, ass blasted in response by the internet and the world. Um, <laughs> what a stupid idea. It's a terrible idea. Don't do this, please. Um, I think this is just this is just part of AI excitement. It's it's really it's just an extension of that. I don't I don't think it's a serious. I got thing. so angry when I read that. <laughs> it's, it's such a rage inducing. Yeah. Yes, it's part of that enthusiasm, but like just the balls to say like, listen, we'll monitor your kids for you. Just take pictures of them. Yeah, you know what I mean. They like claim for our not, database that will totally not sell or use for any other purpose. They they claim no data is no data crap. from the software is stored anywhere. So it's they're calling it of estimation course. technology. It's supposed to estimate your age. Sure. It's all a little weird. Sure, I don't like sure. it. I, I I don't I don't listen. I don't believe any of that shit. ESRB, you're like Oreos. You fulfill your purpose. <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> And just do your job. Like, you're pitiful enough as it is. You basically exist to keep the government out. Shut up, rate your games, and stop trying to help. You're not doing anything. And if you're in Europe, just keep saying Peggy 18 every time, and you're good. Peggy (laughs) 18, literally every video game. Peggy 18. (laughs) I love Peggy. I wish we had Peggy. Also, like, it's, it's just funny how things change, too. You remember the Sierra games? Like, Leisure Suit Larry, you couldn't play unless you could answer an adult question. Mm-hmm. I do. And of course, that. my uncle gave me all the answers. Of course he did. It's like, all bullcrap. It's like age it, verification it, on, on can, any Can't I take a picture of my parent? Like, I'm, you know, I've got a phone or maybe some sort of kid camera. I take a picture of my parent and then just show the picture of my parent on the camera wow. and get past the age verification like yes and no like, <laughs> if it's a bad if it's a bad one but all the phones and all these stuff they do depth recognition now so you can't fake it with a photo anymore so you probably couldn't get away with that anymore young oh. hannibal is in jail today after he cut off his dad's <laughs> face in order to play the new call of duty <laughs> i love a kid named hannibal that's good who would name their kid hannibal somebody's really into uh, Silence of the Lambs or something, I guess. Anyway, anyway that's a thing, and lame. it's dumb. E- ESRB, keep being lame. Yeah, it's not happening. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, all right, that's it for the rest of your news. It's time for a quick couple of correspondences. Core that's a good question. Get it? Uh, yeah. Again, thanks to Marzipanzi <laughs> for coming up with that. Um, we got emails and texts. Let's do this, uh, actually, a phone call first. And... Uh, this is somebody claiming they understand why the show works so well for them and others. Let's see they if you solved it. We'll see if they're right. Hold on. Here we go. On the last episode, the uh, bonus content, you guys were talking about uh, talking time and how you guys work together and jump in. And Bo made a comment I think went a little bit underrated. It is kind of like jazz. You guys really fit together uh, like a great trio. And it's awesome to hear you guys play together, for lack of a better better term. So I don't think it's it's any one of you that uh, drives it. I think it's all three of you together. I think it's great. And I uh, love the show. Keep her going. Bye. There you go. Jazz trio, you know, because they're always improv off each other. They got like a little bit of uh, 
I don't know. I don't know how jazz works, but yeah, that's what he's saying. Salty toast and basted eggs. <laughs> orange <laughs> juice on rye. What is that? Yeah, no, Bo solved it. He's I'm got jazz it. singing. <laughs> is that what jazz you know, singing? Show wow. numbers going up right now. Keep it go- keep it going. Wow. He left I- out Shockwave, though. Shockwave's a new. Uh, I think Shockwave should be there every week. Shockwave yeah, should be there every week. Make sure Shockwave's always here. Shockwave's no, cool. isn't that the Fraser song? And isn't it jazz? Uh, that, you know? He goes, uh, some salt, scrambled eggs and salty butts. What is it? How does it go? Yeah, something salty like that. Butts. You see? <clears throat> Fraser couldn't get enough of them salty butts. Fraser song. Hold on. We're going to hear it. Toss salads. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Uh, here we go. I can hear the something calling. Okay. Oh, I have to turn isn't off the that jazz. Version. Here you go. Chat. You're only, you're going to hear this, but. YouTube won't. Well, the stream will. <laughs> private. If I can right. hear the damn thing, what's going on? Why isn't it playing? Oh, here we go. Okay, where's the singing? No, that's it. Oh. That's it. That's, that's our show. Here's the rest. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. Oh, my. And maybe oh my. I seem a bit confused. But, baby. Yeah, baby. But I got you pegs. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's yeah. good stuff. I like Frasier. They're making a new one, you know. What? They're all coming back. They're doing Why? a 20 years later. What's up with our lives deal? The dad's dead. Oh. I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Well, I mean, why not? I like every sitcom ever is doing yeah, it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't necessarily, like my initial reaction is to go, oh, you can't capture that again. You already blew it when Niles and Daphne, like, actually got together that was a mistake the whole point of that was the tension of them never getting together and that you guys effed up your show and that was like second now they're divorced and so it's good or something oh maybe yeah i don't know but i have been surprised by things before so maybe this will be good i don't know i'm trying to withhold judgment till i see it they were really good in that episode of the simpsons uh brother from another show that was good episode was called i liked that one didn't they do that on or they but it was also Oh no no! I'm thinking I'm mixing them up with the Cape Fear one, but that was also Kelsey Grammer. But yeah, the they Cape were... Fear one is also very oh, that good. One's so good. That's the that's the origins of the rake joke. Yeah, <laughs> we did it over and over again. That's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, moving on to this email. A quick one from uh, let's see. This is from Gabe Newell. No, not Gabe Newell. Just Gabe. Uh, talk to the court gmail.com is where he sent. He says, Hey, I just wanted to add to your conversation about super mega baseball. I agree that you, uh, or I agree with you that if you want a goofy arcade style baseball game, it's great for that. What slides under the radar, however, is that you want, if you want a hardcore high level baseball sim, it is also perfect for that. The sliding scale difficulty called the ego system was behind the scenes mojo, fitness and perks. Uh, perk systems that have been, uh, sorry, have been this franchise as a calling card since the first game. It also boasts solid physics engine, creep up the bojo to over 60, and it becomes quite difficult. As long as you're okay with made-up players like Henry Hamster and Henry Longballo. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not okay with Henry Longballo? I'm, I'm Although happy. I am sad he's not going to be the Witcher anymore. No, that's a real bummer, right? Uh, Longballo left the Witcher for good. Uh, cartoony graphics, super mega baseballs, best ba- baseball or games for arcade or sim uh, gameplay experiences. The PVP is also very fun. I can I can concur. I played some online matches. Very fun. So it's been out a while, but I used to grind up to legend every week back in the COVID days. I've always wanted to do a big tournament, but can't get any of my friends to play. But I'm never lonely when Olaf Slackoff takes the mound. 
Cheers, Gabe. Uh, just to pile on, mm. I'd love that. That game is great. And I think the fourth installment is good. I talked about it here on the show, reviewed it a little bit. <laughs> I want to tell a quick story about that because I forgot to do follow up to this. So right, go. you talked about Super Mega Baseball 4 yep. and that you got a code. Yep. And I did my usual joke that yep. I do when you talk about getting codes, which yep. is, do they know that there are three people on the show? <laughs> now, normally you get codes through uh, kind of a an automated system. It's usually not somebody just emailing you going, hey, Scott, love core. Yeah. Here's a code. It's a mix, don't but tell, yes. Don't sometimes. tell John and Bo. You get them from other sources. But in this case, we know who you got the code <laughs> from. <laughs> Yeah, and a- so I complained about it on the show, yeah. and went further and started complaining about EA potentially ruining the game. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, after the show ended, I got an I got a Discord message from someone who works at EA yeah. who said, "Yes, I know there are three people on the show. I didn't know you wanted a code. I'll get you one." <laughs> I love how that resolved. I love it. <laughs> I just, you just kind of have to laugh and go, uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure thing. You, did you feel, do you feel a little bad about that though? You know, no, like, no, <laughs> not at all. Like, eh? Look, EA got voted the worst company in the world for like four years straight. Like, like well, you their can't re- use that reputation. Why do you want well their codes? Known. Yeah, Why but do you the, want the code? But they're, because but, I want to see how far they've climbed. They're not the worst company in the world anymore. They that was like a long time ago that they were the worst yeah, company in the world. True. They've really they've they're really turned back. Street, like the ship sure. isn't completely the other way, but they're turning it around. They are. They definitely and like, are. They've got the ugly stepchild of Activision to point to and be like, "Hey, it could be worse. We could be them." And like they're always going to look good by comparison there. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like Look, it, I've worked every company I've worked for. I've known the problems with the company. Yeah, you know, you can work for a company and go, and they they effing up. Like, you you know when you're on the inside, sure. you don't have to immediately tow the company line and go. No, everything we do is perfect and wonderful, and I don't know why anybody would be bothered by any of it. Yeah, like, and it was a pleasant story because I went, "Oh, great! Did EA ruin Super Mega Baseball?" And then Scott told me about all the ways that they didn't. They really so, didn't. So they supported you know, it. It made was it a good. positive yeah. EA story. Yeah, to me, it was like Dead Space remake. They really killed it. It was like uh, in a good way. I don't mean killed it like in a bad way. I mean like. <laughs> They made no, they made yeah, good on the promise to the fans of that series that they you know they weren't going to mess it up and they not only didn't do that they gave it greater infrastructure for the online parts and otherwise gave them room to make another great super mega baseball so I like the direction those guys are going I hope they keep going I've, that way I, I've said worse unintentionally to developers I'm pretty sure I've told the story that the day before they announced Battle for Azeroth I told the Warcraft devs that the only thing I didn't want to see in the new expansion was Alliance versus Horde because I was so sick of it <laughs> and that's probably the biggest foot and mouth (laughs) like i wasn't at the moment because they couldn't tell me well that's what we've based literally the entire next expansion on but the next day i was like wow i bet that was awkward you know it's good thing i'm not back in time it's funny you brought them up because uh 
the other day, my brain just automatically went to this. I saw a tweet, or I'm sorry, a zeet or X. I'm so sick no, of this No, just shit. call them tweets. Okay, it's tweet. like the fourth Indiana Jones movie. If we pretend it didn't exist, it we don't have to. We don't have to live in a world where it happened. Have you seen the icon? Have you seen what it's called now on your phone? Did you update? If I you mean, didn't update. Then you're yeah, good. We're pushing closer and closer to uninstall. Like we should all uninstall right now. Look at that dumb thing. It's a big X it's and called an X. X underneath. It's not it. Twitter. Twitter is dead. Yeah, it it's, sucks. Yeah. Anyway, I see this post. Let's call it that. From Greg Street, uh-huh. or not from Greg Street, from Brian Holinka, who was talking about a flight delay. And my brain immediately went, I bet he's flying to see Greg Street and work on the game they're working on. Beep, boop, beep. I'm like, my brain just went in a million directions. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm so excited for whatever those. By the two way, are doing. I still have twi- twatter, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, look at that. But Don't have twatter. Twitter. Twatter will get you in Twitter. trouble. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's good. I it forced. Well, it didn't force. I have auto updates, so I just did it. But I don't know. Well, I think it's because I'm in Canada, probably. I mean, on my favorites bar in my web browser, it still says Twitter and TweetDeck. It's got an X next to it, but that's kind of how I feel about the site anyway. So like, it just reflects. I will say my uh, brother-in-law who came up to the thing, he brought, he drove up his brand new Tesla model. It's the one with the big wing arms or wing doors when you open them. I don't know. I don't know anything about Teslas. That was a really nice car in there. I I will say that. Like I don't, it doesn't look, he's not there for the day to day anyway, anymore. Elon, I'm saying Um, he's too busy with this bullshit over here. Which seems like a good thing for people if you want to keep liking Tesla, but that car was nice. Really nice. Like, all I'm going to say is this. We've got between six months to maybe a year and six months, and I think Twitter's back, and this is all behind us. Oh, mark your words. Let's let's follow yeah, up on that. Yeah, put it down as a prediction. I actually told my wife I would bring this up at some point so people could point back to it. Uh, there's going to be a point. Everybody's like, what's the new Twitter? Is it threads? Is it thre- are we going to threads? And like, no, <laughs> like we, we are for a little while. Sure. Here's what, here's what's going to happen. Here's a market, John prediction, tinfoil hat, whatever. Um, in either six months or a year and six months, you'll note it's after we get through election cycles. <laughs> I did uh, note that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Somebody who runs the company is no longer going to be interested in his new toy. Yeah. He's going to pass the torch or sell. Yeah. The new person's going to come in and going to go, well, let's make it the thing that everybody wants it to be. And they're going to do that. And everybody's going to come back. It'll be called no Twitter. How Classic. much, no matter how much you go, but threads finally added the thing that is still in Twitter that we don't like, and it doesn't work quite as well, but it's there now. Like we're all just until something genuinely replaces it. We're all just waiting for Twitter. Oh, and so Thread, Threads has a following tab now. It means, <laughs> me and Zucker are good. So I'm ready to, I'm that's, ready to go. That's my, that's my prediction. Twitter replaces Twitter <laughs> and it's going to happen in at most a year and six months year and six okay 18 months everybody mark it on your calendar john if john is wrong by then we'll hold you to, to account <laughs> yeah be like john where's twitter yeah where is I'll it now like, i don't know i guess it's still x we're not gonna remember <laughs> really miscalled that one we could like, you, good we on could, you guys for remembering something for 18 months we could yakuza your finger off or whatever that's how that's when you know you're Oh, now the stakes are high. Yeah. Do these games ever cut anyone's fingers off? I don't remember. 
Yeah, there? yeah. There's okay. some in Yakuza early, pretty early. There's some finger cutting. I can't remember you know, this one. Was there? I yeah, don't remember. Ichiban. A spoilers for people oh, in the chat. Oh, right. No, I Ichiban remember now. and our, you know, Arakawa have a thing. Before he went to floor prison. Right? That's not floor, a spoiler. F- floor prison? Yeah, I call it that because they're always on the floor on mattresses on the floor in that place. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Japan. They don't have gigantic egotistical beds like we do. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. When I went to Tokyo, I fit on nothing. I'm too tall for that whole country. They're like, why do you need so much wood and mattress for a bed when you can just it's true. do it this way? Uh, all right. Where are we now? Oh, that's it. Uh, no mashup this week. Jamie's uh, preparing the next one. He's cooking it. He's got it in the, the oven. So I'm going to use this time that we would normally use for the mashup to call out a few brand new patrons. When I say a few, it's a lot more than a few. I'm really, you guys are really happy. Freaking awesome. By yeah, the way. this is really great. Um, and I know it's been a bit since our last episode, but still, uh, we got Evan Meeker, William Ogilvie, 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 Lord Ampersand, Jamie Van Heron. Oh, I love that band in the eighties. James Lake. Bit O'Brien, Bit O'Brien, uh, Hugs, Morning Wood, but it's spelled like morning, like you're morning sad. Oh, yeah. we're morning. I'm morning the wood. That happens more yeah. often as you get older. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're just missing the days. Yeah, that's right. Um, I remember when I woke up primed and ready to go. Now I'm just morning wood. Now I just need to pee. Uh, let's see. Jeff May, Georgie B, I like that name. Tom Pipes, Dustin Sherrill, Dylan Sainsbury, and Shaggy1247. These are brand new people who have joined us on our Patreon, and they get no commercials. They get host specials every month. I put mine up last week, by the way. Did I mention that? Uh, I don't know if I did. Uh, oh, I yeah. No, it's my turn now. Should yeah, I think so. Or John's. I don't remember who's next. Uh, I think I was going to do this month because I was going to be at FanFest and I was going to talk about it, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it can be either one of us. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, but I'm uh, my the one I just put up is one about, well, this, the title is why, uh, What is Story in Games for You? And I talk about how um, that can vary a lot between people and when do mechanics get in the way of story? When does story get in the way of mechanics? That kind of stuff. Just a little, uh, you know, interesting thought piece. And I would love your take on it, but to hear it, you have to be a patron. So go sign up today. You can get all the old stuff too. You don't have to just start with whatever's new. You can get the, the entire archive. Uh, it'll be ad free. You'll get pre-show content from this episode and every episode that we record and a bunch of other stuff. So go check it out. That's over at patreoncom slash core show and be like these cool people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, By the way, you yeah. should do another PSA just for the core daily. I saw you renamed it to more core. Oh yeah. It's called more core now because <laughs> yeah. I realized I'm like, I have to leave for four days. I can't do one. Some days it's just impossible. Most days it's fine, but to put daily on there is a little misleading. So I went, I'm just changing it to more core. So it's called more core now. All right. You want more? Well, then we got more. Done. <laughs> yep. And that means if you miss a day, well, then it wasn't daily. It was called more core. It just is more, right? More. I like on it top. more. I like it more because it rhymes too. Let's People see. were mad I didn't spell it with M O A R, like the internet meme kind of more. You know? Yeah. What do you think of that? Should I have done that, or is that dumb? It's just these things sometimes don't, don't age ma- well. You know? Yeah, we're maybe too old for <laughs> that meme. No, I don't think it's an age thing. I just think when you misspell things intentionally, sometimes. It just ass. looks dumb two years from now if we're still doing more core. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. no one talks about Flickr anymore. That place also, it's dead. hard to search 
when you misspell things. That's true. It's hard for search. That's a really good point. We are SEO'd up the ass. So uh, check it out. That's more core over on the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy from India who contacted me by email. He's giving me all kinds of advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, anyway, that's the deal there. What else was I going to say? Oh, frogpants.com slash core is our website. And you'll find links to everything there that you may ever need. Our phone number, our text line, our email, all of it. It's all right there. But now we got to hand the microphone over here to Grandma, who will catch us up on what we played this week on Core. So distracted, Bo ended this episode just a banana went floating up. <laughs> All of a sudden, Bo had a banana. All right. What's going on? You can't read fast, Grandma, without watching me eat a banana? I just got distracted. It happens. Yeah. You know? like, I, where'd the banana come from? I don't know. Who knows? Was it always there? Mm. Who knows? Who knows? All right, well, this show, you may have forgotten what the boys were playing, so I'm here to tell you about it. They call me Fast Grandma, but that's not because I get around. Uh, <laughs> Scott played ESO. That's Rocking the Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That's uh, Ratchet and Clank. It's a new one. <laughs> he played Mega City Police. That was the indie-sounding game, and he got but didn't play The Expanse, a Telltale series. They sent it to him, despite the fact that there are two other people on this show. John played a little bit of Sea of Thieves, The Legend of Monkey Island. He also continues to make people in WWE 2K23 because he has a god complex. And he played Remnant 2, which he really likes and thinks more of you should play. Uh, Bo played Yakuza Like a Dragon. He beat it. Finished it. He's doing in-game stuff. And then he told us what he watched because that was all he played. And he watched a a Disco Elysium documentary, (laughs) Vampire Survivors, and then they all watched Barbie. But Bo's the only one who put it in his notes. He's right, but we had a lot of you things watch to say it, about Grandma. it. Was really good. Yeah, it was you good. Like Barbies. It was a lot of fun. I still need to see Oppenheimer, but I need to carve out four hours of my life. I'll figure it out. Anyway, that's what we did. That's how it is. We'll be back next time. And when I say next time, I mean Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Double dose this week. Okay, be ready for it. Hopefully, there's enough content for us to make a show. Well, there will be. There always is. Uh, and that'll be that's this week. Baldur's Gate three day, by the way. Oh shit! That's yeah. right. We'll have we'll have I mean, had some I think time. We can still do a show. That game's going to take up a ton of hours. Yeah. We don't want to push so we can all play it. We could do I'm Friday. Not, we could do Friday. I mean, I mean, I'm good with pushing, but I'm also good with not pushing. Like we have the game for a long time. Oh, let's we'll talk off air. I'm the pushing. We'll talk about. It. We'll yeah. figure it out. The pushing. Hey, if our smart. show isn't live on Thursday, it's you'll know why. Be live on Friday. Yeah, keep in, and get on the Discord. Frogpants.com/slash/discord. These kind of places are where we announce changes and scheduling and all that, but. You'll get another show this week is the point. And uh, boy, are you excited. So go play your video games. Go have some fun. We'll see you next time right here on Core. Get more at frogpants.com. Good luck. Ichiban Kasuga. You too. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.